from downtown, this is Tim Kitsa from NBA Jam, and you're listening to Nintendo Main Podcast. Boom shakalaka! This week on Nintendo Main, we're going to talk about Super Monkey Ball, Banana Mania, Hot Wheels Unleashed, and I'm super hyped for Metroid Dread. F you, Garden Story. <gasps> Go to hex, Super Metroid. Oh! Go west, eastward. Oh! Let's go cruising. Hello, hello. It's been a quarter of a year. Hello, hello. Sit and laugh and play. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. Can you see me? I'm a kid. I'm a kid. I'm a kid. Hello, hello. Don't let go. Welcome to Nintendo Main Podcast, episode 291, your place for Nintendo fans talking about newly released old new games. And we are your hosts. I'm Trey, two fusions, zero mission, Johnson. I'm Jeremy Lorez Makowski. I'm John Elusive Killer Knitter. And uh, we are back to talk about some things that have come out and hype and all that sort of thing. But let's start off the show as we normally do and talk about things we've been playing and things that we bought. So I bought I bought a couple things, of course. Uh, number one, my main thing of the week was uh, I bought Super Monkey Ball Banana Mania for Nintendo Switch. And I bought the deluxe version so I could get it on Friday and not on Tuesday. So I could get it a few days early, which was actually really helped because where I was at work, I had a lot of downtime, so I needed it anyway. And I, it was cool because uh, me and the other audio guy, we actually played. We actually played together. We did multiplayer, and I actually played with one of the with one of the actors too, or one of the whatever, one of the main talent guys, which that was kind of fun. But yeah, Super Monkey Ball Banana Mania is out now. It's a remake of uh, Super Monkey Ball One and Two, and uh, I th- I find it a lot of fun. Like I-, I got the deluxe version. The deluxe version comes with uh, I think we I think what you get is you get the original soundtrack from the GameCube game. And you also get to get to change the monkey balls into the original, like the way they looked in the original game. So there's like a classic mode, whatever. There's 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 like a classic character that you can use for each monkey. I think that's what I got in there, as far as bonus stuff. Like saying like like looking at that, it's not really that much. And I'd say like most people just wait until it comes out. And it did come out yesterday, so it is officially out now for forty. And I bought it for fifty. And uh. Yeah, I thought that because it said classic, like a uh, classic stuff. I thought that that meant like, like Sonic and all the other characters and all that. But they're but they're in it regardless, no matter what. So they're all in there. And maybe I thought it was like the the different uh, systems because like the Dreamcast and the Saturn, Saturn and Genesis and all that are in there. But I think they're in there as well. And those are free already. You don't have to unlock them in the game and all that stuff, which is pretty cool. So you can start off as the Dreamcast if you can. But yeah, it's been uh, it's it's been a lot of fun. Like I I had a lot of fun with it. You know, it's a, it reminds me a lot of Super Monkey Ball one and two, but I think they've done I think they've done some really cool stuff to make it easier. Like number one, there's no lives in it. Everything is lives are completely unlimited now, so there's no way for you to get a game over, which is excellent. You know, I think yeah, that, I think that almost every game should do that now. Like, there's really no reason for lives anymore. I don't think because if you don't complete a thing, you know, you got to start over again. Like that's that's enough. You don't need to go through like a game over screen and then go back and reload the game and then go back to where you are. That's incredibly annoying. 
they could do it as an optional like challenge mode or something you know play this Agreed. play through this many you know make it an option but but it doesn't i think yeah. that by default it should have a classic be. mode I yeah, guess I, I, I guess there is there is a mode on there. There is like an, an extra hard mode where you only get a certain amount of tries to get through a certain amount of levels. So they do have that, like where you'll start over again, start all the way back at the beginning if you lose if you want to play that. But I prefer the just like you know throw one level at me, I'll die at it however many times until I figure out how to do it, and then I go to the next one. And I actually find it pretty calming, weirdly enough, just like dying over and over again. But it's it's fun to it's fun to learn the level. You know that's that's what I get enjoyment out of. It's just running around and just figuring out what it was. And I beat, I, I meet like a, I made it through like 59 levels, I think, cause I did skip one. That's another thing that they put in there. Mm-hmm. That's new. That's really cool is now you can skip any level that you don't want to play. So if you get stuck on a level for a certain amount of time, you can choose to just skip it and just go to whatever the next level is, which I think is great because, you know, some of these games you'd get stuck forever on one level and it's like, you don't want to do that. You may be stuck on it for weeks and, you know, and not uh-huh. get to play all the I other I certainly stuff. remember being stuck on levels for weeks at a time on mm. Monkey Ball 2. Could you skip all the way to the end if you wanted to? Maybe. I don't know. I don't want to do that, though. Or do you get, like, some points for, uh, you know, 100% completing the game and that's the incentive? I mean, you you get you get points for doing stuff in the game and the and the points that you get you can use to unlock like sonic and tails and like uh and kiryu and like uh and jet and all those all those people all those extra people which you get pretty quickly like you'll you'll get like a thousand points per level and all the characters are five thousand points to unlock them so you'll have you can get a new character within like the first five levels and you get you know you, you get points for uh there there's like a helper mode I, I guess on there that shows you how to beat the level and you'll get less points for that. It's kind of like an easy mode thing, you know, like when you lose okay. a certain amount of time, so it'll be like, hey, do you want to use the helper mode? I didn't try it just because I don't want to, you know, so I just said, all you have to do is say no to it once, and then it won't come back again for that, whatever that level is, you know. But you get... Is it kind of like the golden Marios or whatever that appear in the Mario games? Or I don't know. I, just, I, just I, I, didn't, I didn't try it. I, I think it just shows you what to do, maybe, or it gives you a hint. I don't know. But I but I like I like going around and finding the stuff because if you remember in Monkey Ball two I think a lot of them were like that where there's like play buttons where the mm-hmm. you know the Monkey Ball land on like a fast forward button and almost every level that has that if you search around the level you'll find a play button or a pause button that'll make the level easier and yeah. I thought that was fun to like go around and try to find that but yeah it's like uh it's like living in two thousand two again it's a uh, bringing bringing Monkey Ball back and uh, yeah it was a single player game single player was a blast like I was. Like I said, I was working on Friday. I ended up getting off work early, but I was playing it at work because you know we were just doing like interview stuff, and that's pretty chill. Like we we're always in like one location. We're just waiting for people to you know come in and say their thing. So a lot of it's downtime. So we had we had the switch set up. We have a little monitor there that we had the switch okay. on switch on the monitor and all that. And we were and we were and we were playing and uh, and uh, yeah we we played we played a lot of bowling of course because I was like oh no you gotta you gotta play bowling bowling this was the best bowling before before anything else so we were playing that we played billiards also which the guy was playing with he liked that better than bowling because it was easier but uh-huh. I understand that, that's pretty fun the billiards on monkey ball but you get you get points for you get points for playing any of these games by yourself like uh, it's like I don't know it's, it has a whole lot of achievements in the game it'll be like oh yeah first time you played billiards first time you play play golf or whatever you get points for that to to unlock characters. And it's it's cool like whenever you whatever character you have whenever you pause it there's like a big like picture of them on the pause screen so it reminds you whoever you're playing as and Sonic looks really cool Miles does too I I mean I played 
I played as like, you know, Sonic and Kiryu and Miles. And, and also I, I played as the Dreamcast, of course, just because you have to, just because it's ridiculous. And the, and like I said before, the Dreamcast and all the other consoles are automatically unlocked when you start the Couldn't game. You, be... you don't have to buy those. Couldn't you be the Dreamcast in a All-Star Racing Transformed? You could, yeah. It was it was in that one also. But that one was really, really so. hard to unlock and I never got it. I think I think you I could didn't either. I think you could race as the controller too, as the Dreamcast controller. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. I think it was the, the controller, but I couldn't it was really really it, I looked at how to do it and it was the stuff that you had to do was pretty difficult. But no, I, I highly recommend it for anybody who really likes Super Monkey Ball because it's yeah, it's it's nice. I mean, it, yeah. So it's the full first two games, so it includes the story mode from two. No, okay. So there there are a couple complaints I do have about the game. Number one is that there is a story mode, but the but the cutscenes from the GameCube game aren't in there. They kind of redid it in its own way. That's like a more simplified version, and uh, it doesn't really the same as the trailer or no, like the same. Look? No, you, that I don't think that animation is in the game at all. There, there's a really sweet trailer oh. that came out that's all like animated with show them showing mm-hmm. them running around and all that. That's it's not like a, Sonic, Sonic Mania footage, yeah. Yeah, that's that's not in there. It's basically it, it looks like you're watching they're watching like a Super Monkey Ball anime or something like that and Dr. Bad Boon is is like doing his thing, but there's no dialogue in it and there's no like su- there's no like subtitles in it or anything. They just kind of like make noises at each other. And then, and then they, they're all the monkeys are no, watching. Like, they're all watching TV. Like pointed and a they, jar of curry powder. No, there's, <laughs> the, there's like no. Uh, I didn't even see any uh, evidence of curry powder and all that. I, I do, I do really miss. I, I miss miss the original cutscenes, and I don't know why they're not in there. I know sometimes it's hard to transfer like old FMV stuff to HD because I mean, it, look, it, would it looks really bad. Place, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, well, most of the time when games do that, when they transfer the FMV stuff. They just you can't upscale it. It just looks muddy and gross every time. Like it's hard to make it look good because in order to do that, you'd have to recreate all the characters like as poly as like polygon models and all that mm-hmm. stuff. So maybe they decided just to not do that and to do a new thing. But the new thing doesn't really do anything for me. It's just kind of like whatever. So that so I so I do miss the story of the original one. But all the backgrounds and stuff are all there. They just don't make as much sense anymore. You know, because like you're because you're playing through the game and there's like the the soup under you and all that stuff, and it's like I'm like I feel like I remembered that that was part of the story and that was why we were playing levels above a giant soup pot and all that. And there's another one with like a clothes hanging in the background. I thought that had to do with the story as well. So I do really it miss I, I miss the actual story of Monkey Ball too. But for me, it's just playing the levels, and I think the levels are great. They're a lot of fun to play, and it's really it. I don't know. It's really easy to just like. Like loading is super fast. Like you know, you can hit start and you can hit, you can pause it and hit restart, and it just reloads really quickly. So it, it like encourages you to like just die over and over and over again to figure mm-hmm. out what the next thing. And I even I even turned off the voice so it wouldn't like count down when I was almost out of time, or it won't say Fallout every time I die. And I think that's much more soothing too to not have the voiceover on there. It's like Super Monkey Ball Zen mode. Well, there there was this one level where. Where like you had you're like on this box you're on this like box thing that's moving around and there's a bunch of other balls in there, and it it kind of like tilts and the and the gravity moves to where you can't like it looks really simple but you can't move to where the gate is, and and I would always all I would almost always run out of time you know, and it was just, and it will count down like from ten to zero and it just got really annoying so I just switched off the talking and then I'm like okay cool now I can just listen to the music and don't have to don't have somebody yelling at me like ten nine eight you know and all that and I, I found it more more relaxing but it was super relaxing yeah i i got off work early i went home and i just kept playing the single player games the single player game uh i put on some podcasts i played i played a bunch of the party games 
Uh, bowling is bowling is still good. It's just I feel like the curve is a little bit different. Like I don't think it curves as much as it used to. Like uh, or maybe it curves more now. It, you just kind of have to relearn the curving for this game, and it feels different than the other two that I've played. But there's like a there's a light gun game in there where you, where you shoot, which I completely forgot about <laughs> that that was in Monkey Ball oh, yeah. too. The monkey shot where you where you're just a target and you just shoot stuff. Mm-hmm. And there's three different levels and there's bosses and that's cool. Like I was like, oh well, this is fun. I completely forgot that there it's was a little like, bit like a light Pokemon gun game Snap, right? Because you're going through like a 3D environment to different spots. I mean, you're like you're like basically like floating through the air. Like the mm-hmm. first one, you're like in the air, and then there's an underwater one, and I think. Uh, I forget what the third one is. I couldn't beat the underwater one, so maybe I didn't get to the third one. But I beat the first one. But yeah, it's just like you're you're floating around, and there's like and there's these like uh birds and stuff that you shoot out of the sky, and you get, you know, you can get like better ammo and like a, you know, you can get like an assault rifle so you can shoot quicker and like or you'll get like a giant like a bigger uh, target to to be able to shoot more stuff at once and stuff like that. You know, your standard arcade light gun fare. You know. There's that, and there's billiards, which is a lot of fun. Uh, monkey race is still a lot of fun. I actually had a lot of that was one of my favorite ones to do, was the monkey race. And I think there's four different cups in there, so it's almost like its own game, you know. And I just played through that, and I and I got you get points, you get points for playing basically playing any of the party games that are on there. You get some sort of points, and there's and there's achievements for everything, you know. I played the baseball, the monkey baseball game. It actually reminded me a lot of the clubhouse game. It's actually kind of the same thing, except it doesn't look as much of a toy. You know, it's not actually, you don't actually run and like catch the ball and stuff. It's like, there's like pockets that you can hit, that you hit the ball into for you to get different, you know, different amount of bases and like home runs and stuff like that. And there's ramps, you know, that'll, that'll ramp you out. And, and there's like a, there's like a roulette thing at the beginning of every inning that'll, that'll like be like, okay, this is like home runs only, or this is like they'll more outs or, you know, it'll change up the field and stuff like that. So yeah, I, I enjoyed I enjoyed playing that. It's a, it's a shame there's no online. Like that's that was a big gripe, but I knew about that before. I would own it if it did have online. It's a shame it doesn't have that because it would be really fun for us to be able to play monkey ball and billiards and stuff like that online. I mean, I don't know. They could always add it later. Who knows? Because I I do I I did see that it it seemed like it got pretty good. Like the like they uh I, I don't know a lot of people bought it from what I heard. I don't know. Has there ever been a monkey ball that had online before? I don't, I don't know. think so. I don't. I don't think so. I don't think any of I them don't have. Think so either. I mean, unless the arcade had some sort of score thing, but yeah, that's all I can think of. I mean, this has this has like a t- you. There's a high score thing. There, there's like leaderboards, so you can do that. You know, you can like try to put your score up against others, and which I haven't really messed around with that yet. But I mean, you know, like having an online mode, that's a whole thing. Like they got to have a server for it, and it's a it's a lot. It's a lot to add on there, but. Maybe they'll wait like three years and add it later, like Mario Party. <laughs> I, I doubt it. I, I think it's probably not going to be there. But the the other the other gripe that I have, and it's a small gripe, but all the characters that you unlock, you can only use them in the single player mode. Like you can't go bowling with Sonic or like or Kirio and all that, which is which is a shame. You can only do the party games with the main monkeys. You can't do it with it. With, you can't like bowl with the Dreamcast or anything like that, which was a weird choice. I felt like that was kind of a missed opportunity there. I guess. I felt like all the characters you unlock should be in everything. They shouldn't. They shouldn't just be in the, in the main game. But I mean, the main game is fun. Like it's uh it's I don't know. It feels like because I know we were talking about like how we, how how we like never you know Jeremy and I we were like oh I can't believe we ever beat Monkey Ball two you know and and that it was like this thing that was just not just not possible to do. And I've already been through like 60, 60 levels, which I think is over half of it. I don't know. I know there's hundreds of levels in there. 
but it's just i don't know i i don't mind like just playing and dying over and over again and, and it's great with like no with no lives and just just how quick everything loads it just feels like you know it doesn't feel stressful to me and if it's one and, and the one the one level that i couldn't beat is it's one of those like teeter-totter ones you know where if you're on the if you're on the farther side it like tilts and you can't like you can't move back quick enough because it's too tilted. Yeah. And it was one where you have to like you know you have to you basically have to go around these things in the middle and one of them is like so big that you have to go all the way down to the edge of it and then try to come back around and I just could not do it. And it was towards the end of the level and you have to go through like three different teeter-totter things before you get there. And I just could not, I just could not figure out how to do it. And I was just like, I was just like, I don't like this level. So I just skipped it. And that was the one that I, I, just, remember I just couldn't do. Playing that game. Yeah. Playing Monkey Ball 2 made me like, you think, you think that the trope of the screaming YouTuber or like the PewDiePie type, old school PewDiePie character, like that was me and Monkey Ball 2. Like I wasn't making anyone watch me. I mean, you had to, unfortunately, see me that way, Trey, but. I didn't, uh, I, I didn't <laughs> think you were that bad. I just remember you would grunt and like stomp on the ground. Like that's what I remembered. I had to just kind of try to like suppress it. It, it was funny. You were like, Hur! and then you like, and then he'd like stop. And that was, that's all I remember. I don't remember you like, I mean, but you know, whatever, you know, but I, I mean, there's a level that's the, the AV, la- the label or, or, you know, the brand name. Yeah. It's like their logo. I think I uh, that level was so stupidly hard. I, I think that they may not have the rights to AV anymore because I saw one that looked like it might've been that AV level, but it doesn't say AV anymore. It's just like shapes in a circle. Oh, okay. So I wondered if like they're not amusement amusement vision right was the was Mm. the original uh, company that did it they worked on uh, F Zero as well F Zero GX got it so and and the guy who created Monkey Ball is also the guy who created Yakuza which is interesting so it was made it was actually made by the same company that does the Yakuza games so I thought that oh we said that was funny that it's yeah went from Monkey Ball went from Monkey Ball to Yakuza well Yakuza actually has mini games in it like they have a bowling game that plays the same as Mm -hmm. Monkey Bowling in in Yakuza because it's the same guy who did those who did those games. So that's why they, and there's billiards and darts and golf and stuff like that in Yakuza as well. That feels a lot like monkey ball. Are there like little monkey ball statues or anything in uh, Yakuza you can discover? I haven't seen any actually. I mean, I haven't played through all of the games, but I mean, there is a lot of Sega repre- representation, obviously, because it's a Sega game. And there's, since you're in Tokyo, you know, you can go to the Sega worlds and stuff like that. And, and and there are there are full games in there, which which has always been pretty cool. Where you could go to Sega World, and they'll have like a full arcade of like Outrun or or us or like the space. What's the space game where you where you float? Space, space Harrier. Harrier. Space Harrier. I remember playing that. And the, the later ones, like uh, with the PS4 uh, Yakuza's have like I know like Virtual Five, like the whole the whole Virtual Fighter Five game is in there and stuff like that. Like they put like bigger cool. games in the arcades that you can play. So, but I never saw any uh, mention of Monkey Ball. Maybe the guy was just done with it. He didn't want to, didn't want to be reminded. You know, didn't want to put Monkey Ball in there anywhere. But now the Yakuza guy is in Monkey Ball. Yeah, and I, I couldn't figure out how to get the guy from. Uh, I couldn't figure out how to get the guy from Persona Five in there. Maybe I get him later when you beat the game or something. Because I didn't see him as unlockable, unlockable. The cat, the cat guy. That was the only one I didn't see. But there are some that say like not available yet. So maybe you have to unlock it at a certain point, but but most of them are all available to unlock, and you you rack up points pretty quickly. Like I said, you get like a thousand per level, and for a and for thirty thousand points, you can buy a jump button, which never existed in the original Monkey Ball. So you you can purchase a jump if you want to make it easier, but I think wow. you get less points for that, and I think it shows on your record that you used the jump. So I have enough. I, I have use enough jump controls. I have enough. 
I have enough to get it, but I didn't get it just because I didn't want to. I don't know. I didn't want to bring monkey ball game. Didn't want to bring the jump in there. Well, the, well, the well, the Wii one had a jump though. Had a jump button. The banana blitz you could jump in. I don't remember that. Did you like flip the remote up or something and it would jump? Thank God, no. You just pressed A. I mean, it was already bad enough with the with the motion control. And you can you can say con- on a tilt and roll, you can actually you just jump on the balance board and it it does jump. Oh really? Oh yeah, I forgot that. No, I forgot that you have the the you, have the you jump on the balance board and it just breaks, and then, you're, and, then you, and then you can't play it anymore. <laughs> those things don't break. What are you talking? About? I I think that I can make it work. I think I could break one of those if I really wanted to. Yeah, no, no. Uh, banana Banana Blitz has a jump in it, which that was a huge that was a huge thing actually that it was in there. I, I couldn't believe it. But this one you have to go off ramps and stuff, and there's those levels with the little bouncy things that like shoot you in the air and all that stuff but those ones are fun too i can't believe i don't know i feel like the i feel like the control's been tightened between the last one and this one it feels i don't know i feel like i i feel like i'm better at it than i was originally or maybe i just didn't have the patience for monkey ball when it first came out and i was more interested in the other stuff but but i think it's fun it's a lot of fun compared to the banana blitz that came out on switch oh it's much better than banana blitz good yeah, no, hundred percent. Well, the Banana Blitz one, number one, I don't like. I didn't like the Wii one as much as the GameCube one. Like, I think the GameCube one and two are the best ones. And yeah. uh, Banana Blitz, they only put some of the party games in there, and I think they put the worst party games in there. This one put this one put all of them, the good ones and the bad ones. And I never, I never played Monkey Boat. I just remember Jeremy saying that how much you disliked it. So I, I have not. I haven't even tried Monkey Boat. I haven't even gone there. Oh God, so. Monkey Boat was. I just remember like getting so tired because you have to like because you got to do the. I'm pretty yeah. sure, yeah, I'm pretty sure you're hitting the R and L triggers mm-hmm. on the GameCube controller. Those things are, they got a long like. Oh yeah, because it's got the because it's, it's got the double click mm-hmm. thing where you got to do you got to it's yeah, it's not as easy to just so I didn't I didn't even bother with Monkey Boat yet, but I, but I played a lot of the other ones. I don't think I played because there's like Monkey Tennis. No, I did play tennis. I wasn't good at tennis. Uh, there's soccer in there as well. There's monkey soccer. So there's a lot of a lot of different stuff. I uh, I play. I tried to play monkey target. Apparently, I don't know how to play monkey target anymore because I couldn't land on any of the targets. I couldn't even That's get close bad. to them. But I think I'm just doing it wrong because because I you know I tried to play monkey ball one and two on GameCube and I also couldn't land on the targets there either. So I think I just forgot how to play that game. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what it is. I think I think I guess I expect it to have like realistic hang glider physics, like for like a pilot wings, and it doesn't. So I just need to give it a try again and try to try to. I do saw it. Uh, Ian from CU podcast was, on Twitter was talking about Monkey Target, and basically it was it's kind of cool. He was like, Monkey Target's still great, and then people were like, How do you do do this? I can't do it, and he was like explaining in detail how to like how to do it. So maybe you should check that out. Well, I mean, somebody, uh, I posted on Twitter myself, like falling in the water on Target, and somebody actually responded to me and said that I was like, that I was pushing it too much, like on the control mm-hmm. stick, that I needed to be more subtle with it. So I, I mean, I hadn't really had much time to play after that, but I, I was, uh, I don't know, go to my Twitter and Nintendo score domain. I put all sorts of videos of monkey ball fun stuff on there because it's cool. And I was having, I was having a blast with it for, uh, for a few days there before I, fell into the fell into the metroid the metroid hype and i've been doing that more than anything else but no i mean i, I highly recommend it it also there is there's a hint of nostalgia in there because yeah monkey ball one and two that is tied a lot to jeremy and i playing the crap of it so i do remember a lot of these levels and uh yeah and i and i then that's cool but i do but i think they but i think they play play really well like i think this is definitely the best version of it if you're going to buy monkey ball on the switch you should get this one so 
I don't know. Some people have been, I saw IGN's review of it and I felt like the person that reviewed it was just, just hated monkey ball and they just had it out for them. Like I thought it was kind of a garbage review actually from what I saw. Cause they gave it like a six out of 10, but you could tell from the very beginning that the person did not enjoy any of the single player monkey ball stuff. Cause the they were, ba- were killed by a monkey in the ball. Cause they were basically like, Oh yeah, the monkey ball stuff still sucks like it did before. And I'm like, uh, okay, but why are you even here? <laughs> like, why, why are you doing this? I think it was a freelance person or something. I, I was disappointed because uh, a friend of ours, uh, David Walker, who works for IGN now, I listened to him on an IGN podcast talking it up a lot, and I was hoping he was going to be end up being the person reviewing it, but he wasn't. So, yeah, it's too bad. I was going to try to get him to come on here and talk about it, but he was he wasn't available tonight. So, hopefully, we'll talk to him again in the future at some point. But I, yeah, I recommend it. I mean, I know there's there's a particularly huge game that's coming out at the end of this week. So it's may get buried among all the other stuff that's happening in October, but I recommend it to anybody who likes monkey ball in any way or like the original monkey balls, because I think this is a great version of it and it's still a lot of fun. I'll probably play it with you at MGC. If the, God willing, that still happens. I think it's got, I think it's going to happen. I don't think it's uh doesn't sound like, I mean, they've been e- emailing me about like my tickets and stuff. So I think it's still going to yeah. be a thing. I mean, we'll just, you know, we'll just wear masks and we just won't, won't go around areas where people are crowded or whatever too crowded you know what i mean like i'll try to try to steer Bring clear hand sanitizer the for yeah. the between arcades i mean i've been to places with a lot of people i just have to you just yeah, don't stand close to. you just don't stand cl- i mean i don't like i didn't like standing close close to people anyway before the pandemic so mm-hmm. this isn't that much different for me i kind of just live my life and wear a mask and stay away from stay away from people who aren't wearing masks who aren't supposed to even be let into the thing so there you go I don't know, as to whether we'll go see any of the panels or not, that's kind of up to you, because that would be actually sitting closer to people and all that stuff. But we'll figure it out when it gets to it. But since uh, since I had a since I had some extra work, I decided to also buy Hot Wheels Unleashed. So I did buy that game. In case you guys want to know anything about it, yeah, I'm curious. So, so it's a uh, yeah, it's um, you know, it's we 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 talked about it before because it was in the direct, and uh, it's you know what you think. It it feels like you're racing on somebody's uh, racetrack that they made in a, in a room. Like there's different rooms that you can race in. There's like a skate park. There's a warehouse. There's like a basement. And, uh, and I, I, I guess you can build your own rooms that, that they'll be in there. I, I didn't get into any of that yet, but I raced through it. Uh, you unlock money as you go through, you use money to buy blind boxes as, as they're called, which are, which kind of suck because you, because you can get, you know, it, it, you'll get a random car from each blind box, but you can, you can sell your cars or you can dismantle them for parts to upgrade your other cars. So it's not completely worthless for you to get cars that you already have. There's like a weekly thing or like a daily thing maybe where it changes which car you you can just flat out buy a specific car for a certain amount of money. So you can just say like, I want that car and you'll just buy that. So if you're trying to collect all like 70 cars or whatever that are in there, you can do it through that. But yeah, it was fun. I mean, I played it. I played it. I played it a couple of days. Uh, it's it feels much different than a lot of the other games that I've been playing. It's definitely a lot different than the game that John's going to talk about later, which I definitely like that game much more. Just because, you know, I th- I think that I think that cruising is just more fun to play. Even though I think there's more, even though I think there's more content and Hot Wheels Unleashed. Just the I don't know the arcade, the whatever it is, the control is really tight on cruising, and I think it's I think it's better. I actually went back to playing it after I played Hot Wheels Unleashed, and I got almost all of the golds on the hard level. I think I have one left to do, 
and then extreme hard is after that. So I'm going to try to, I'm going to try to beat it all the way just because I've been having a lot of fun with it, getting through all that. But that's that, you know, the car, the cars are cool in there. There, there are some crazy parts in the game where like you, where you like jump off of something and then you have to like spin the car upside down to land on another thing like under it that's just ridiculous because you have to you have to spin it with your right stick and it actually spins the whole camera around it's not just your car spinning so that's kind of a trip so like if you want to spin the whole camera's going to spin with the car so it might kind of get you sick if you have a motion sickness with that it kind of made me a little sick a couple times but there's like there's like a map you know kind of like an overworld a super mario world map where you can go from like race to race and unlock different pathways through that way, and that's that's kind of how the single player is. So that, so there's a lot of stuff in there to do. Supposedly they said you could get through it, like the single player, in a few hours, but I didn't. I didn't. I didn't go all the way through. But I was having. It, it was a good. It was a good editing game. Like I played it while I was editing on Thursday, and it was. And I was having a good time with it. So I I recommend it for anybody who's interested in racing games and stuff like that. But if you have a choice between that and cruising, get cruising. So I'm telling everybody, I'm going to push that game on everybody one way or another. But uh, like I said, my own hype for uh, Metroid has basically, I decided that I was going to do seven days of Metroid. So I've basically been playing, I've been playing Metroid every day for since Friday, since last Friday. I was like, well, I'll play, I'll play a Metroid every day until Metroid comes out, which isn't that hard because you can just play a Metroid for like 20 minutes and then you got that. But so I've basically been bouncing from uh, between Samus Returns and Fusion. I did actually beat Fusion right after we stopped recording last week. I only had like an hour left. So it was one of those Jeremy situations, you know, where I was I was there, but I didn't make it yet. And then I only had that much left. So <laughs> your cats are very interested in this topic. <laughs> I know they can't hear oh, it. Oh, you say. They, they could feel it. But yeah, I, I got to Fusion. Um, I think I, I think my time was like four hours and thirty minutes, and I only got like fifty percent items. I thought I had so much more than that. I was like, wow! I didn't realize you could even... get through it that that quickly. I thought that was a longer game. I thought that I, I thought that I played it for longer. I thought that I played it for like eight hours, but then it but then it showed that I had a five hour uh, time. I guess I was using save states too, and I guess that won't really like work into the time. You know, if you keep reloading oh, a save yeah. state, that's almost like instead a of reloading run. a save. So, mm-hmm. but that makes it, I mean, that makes it much easier, but it, yeah, I made it through that one. That was, that was my one beat. I got, got through Metroid fusion. And I think Metroid fusion aside from like the, uh, a lot of the, a lot of the like SAX, SAX chase parts are not my favorite, but I think the story in itself is pretty good. Like it's, I think all the way through the end, even though it's kind of handholdy, I think it all kind of ends pretty, pretty great. You know, I think, and I think it's a good story and it's going to be really cool to see something come after that, which we will on Friday, Metroid Dread. There's already been a bunch of uh, re- reviews out about it. It seems to be getting like nines and tens all around, so that's great. I'm uh, I'm excited about that. So I can't wait. Can't wait to play it on Friday or Thursday night or whatever. Seeing Thursday how, at 11. See, seeing how my schedule is. But yeah, I beat, I beat Metroid Fusion. Uh, I started playing the, uh, what, what did I say on stream? I, I call it uh, the best, the best uh, 3D third-person Metroid game. Uh, other M because it's the only 3d third person Metroid game. But yeah, I started playing the exception of when you go into the bowl. Yeah, but that doesn't count. I'm talking about full three, full third person here, but yeah, I started playing Metroid other M and uh, that's, that game's a weird game. It's, it's a, it's very different. It's very different from the other Metroid games. It's like, it's like, what if Metroid was like Ninja Gaiden 
what if what if that was what it was because it's actually made by the guys who do ninja gaiden so it's it's kind of a weird it's, it's a weird like action type game and i always thought those games were weird i don't know i never really thought they were that good but it's it it, it has all these really weird decisions like number one you're controlling uh, you're controlling samus in a 3d environment with a digital with a digital pad which doesn't make any sense <laughs> so it's like it's like this is the worst way to play this you're basically using one just the Wiimote on its side, like an NES controller, but you're in a 3D world, and it's like, okay, this is kind of a bad choice. I didn't know that. But the reason that they chose that is because it's so you can flip the flip the controller to the side and point it at the TV, and you can aim whenever you want to. So it kind of flips between running around and aiming. And, you know, you a lot of times you have to aim and you have to shoot people with missiles and stuff like And that's the only way you can use missiles, actually, is to flip the controller and point at the TV. So that and there's also these parts that which everybody will tell you who played this game are the worst part of the whole game. There's these there's these like sort of detective mode parts where they kind of just like you just get stuck and you can't move at all and you have to look around with a Wii, with a Wiimote and try to find one particular thing that will progress you to the next thing. And there's like no hints about it whatsoever. They just stop and you just have to look around and try to find something to point at that'll I be saw... like it's it's annoying. It's incredibly annoying. <laughs> but I was wa- I watched you play for a little while, and I saw when you found like some sort of fluid on the ground or blood. I can't remember. But yeah, the like, only oh, reason yeah the only reason I knew that. about that was because I watched a review of it through like Game Explain or Nintendo Life or something like that, and they talked about that part where there's a part where yeah there's there's like green blood on green grass, and it's like okay, <laughs> it's like how would you even know? And I and I saw that in the video, and I'd forgotten about it. And there's another one where you have to look at a window that somebody's behind, but you can't see the person because the window is like really far away. And like, there was one where I I fell through this hole into this area, and I think I had to find like these little guys that are moving around, or one or like one of them was like a little leaf that was moving, and I had to point at the leaf, and it was that was a little bit easier because you at least hear the leaf moving. But a lot of them are like, what am I supposed to do here? And you just like. You just point at everything until you figure out what it is. You know, it's a weird, it's a weird thing in there. But I, but I think the I think the thing that bothers me the most is you can't you can't Kmart shop as I would call it in the other episodes. You know, like you, you can't collect you can't collect uh, health from characters. Like if you collect if you kill characters, you don't get like missiles or health back. So you can't. It basically takes out like one of the biggest things of Metroid. You know, you. You can't like refill your life. So if you fuck up and you get too low on your life, you you basically have to wait until you're almost dead, and then you flip the controller up in the air and hold the A button and hope that nobody hits you for like ten seconds for you to refill one energy tank, and that's how you get your life back until and until you get to a save point. The save point will give you all your life back. But it's just like a weird system. I don't know what they were what they were thinking here. And there's checkpoints in this game. This is probably the first Metroid game to have checkpoints. So there you go. I mean, they were the ones who started it. And if you look, and it, also if you look at other M, the design of Samus that you see in uh, Samus Returns and definitely Metroid Dread is the design of Samus from other M. Like it's full, fully inspired by that. I mean, she's that's who they use in Smash, right? Yeah, the one. Well, you can tell because her arm blaster is much like thinner in the front, like mm-hmm. it's more at a point. Whereas, like the Prime one is like is kind of fatter at the end, like it's mm-hmm. it's much bigger on her arm. And same and same with like her body, like it's more like is more pointed and yeah, it looks it. Once I put other M on, I was like, oh, that's the exact way that she looks in Samus Returns. Like I could tell. I was like, okay, well, that's where that's from. 
So they took a lot more from Mother M than you'd think. And of course, I'm pretty sure where all the melee attacks and stuff like that, that probably came from Mother M too, because there's a shit ton of melee stuff in, in Mother M. That was the first time you ever saw that, where Samus would fight other than just shooting people. Because they're like dodges you can do, and they're like you like jump on people's heads and like shoot them, like shoot them through the head and stuff like that. And there's ways that you can like if people attack you, you can kick them back. Like it's, it reminds me a lot of the of the melee stuff, except for the melee stuff works so much better in Samus Returns than it does in Other M. Because the Other M, it's just the control's just bad. You know, it needs it should have been it should have been with an analog stick, but they wanted to have that aiming in there. And there's there's a lot of FMV as well. Uh, I think I have on the notes here that it's like what if final what if Metroid was Final Fantasy 13. Like that's kind of <laughs> that's kind of what I got from it. I got a lot of Final Fantasy vibes from it. Like the later shitty Final Fantasy games. Like just from like the you know from like the way the the worlds look in the cutscenes. And there's over two hours worth of uh, cutscenes with spoken dialogue in it. And I think and my last what was it the last time I played it? It took me 15 hours to get through it. That 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 was what my save was. That was still on there on Wii. So and Samus sure talks about the baby a lot. She talks about the baby a lot and Adam. So you'll hear, if you're playing a drinking game with Other M, drink every time you hear the baby or Adam, because fucking Adam Malkovich is in there. Now, I haven't played the game, and I haven't looked at spoilers about, I mean, I beat the game before, but I don't remember, but I figured that Adam dies in Other M, right? Because Adam is supposed to be dead when you get to Fusion. Spoilers. Yeah. Because Adam Malkovich is like her commanding officer or whatever when she was part of the Federation force, and... uh he trained her, and and uh, other M is like him, her doing it, you know, basically helping him in a situation, and remembering her time training with him and all that stuff. So it's like it's basically like you know Samus's backstory, but this takes place after Super Metroid, and and, and Adam is dead by fusion, so he has to die in this game, right? Is, is what I thought. So I don't know if Possibly I'll play or between games. Yeah, I mean uh, that'd be stupid if he. I mean, if you're going to do a story about Adam, shouldn't be the one where he died? It'll be like he died uh, for her. In- yeah. In Cheers, when Coach died, they were just like, it was just like a, the new season. They were just like talking and all of a sudden like, oh, yeah, I heard Coach died. Yeah, he died. And then they just like, that was the end of it. Oh, they probably like didn't have him to do an actual, either like he quit or got fired or actually died. No, he life. actually. Oh, yeah. I think died. he actually died. Yeah. That's probably why they did that. I mean, that's most of the time why that happens. If yeah. they can't actually do an actual death, death thing is because, yeah. Because I think like what Screech was like, supposed to be an astronaut or something in the new Saved by the Bell show is what I heard. I've never seen it. But that's where they said oh, what right. happened to him because he had died by the time they made mm. it. Oh right. But there's some interesting stuff in other M. You can you can do the charge bomb trick that I talked about where you where you hold the charge and you turn into the into the ball and it like releases multiple bombs. That's the only re- one you can do that in other than Super Metroid. So that was a cool thing that I discovered that I didn't know about. The fucking shine spark is in this game too. It's amazing like so many things that's carried on to. And you can do both of them. You can do the one where you shoot straight up, or you can do the one where you shoot forward. So, I mean, they continue that on through Fusion and uh, and Other M. But, I mean, you already have the game, Jeremy. I, I feel like you should just try it out for a second. just to, You know, when you're all, like, on fire after playing Dread, like when you're still in the, you know, Afterglow or whatever, you should just just boot up Other just M. Just yourself and, down a notch. And just, and just see I mean, what... I'm going to need to take breaks from Dread, because I hear it, it's pretty hard, and I have, like anger issues with the game sometimes so i have to take breaks oh yeah the grunting <laughs> <laughs> so yeah grunting intensifies so i played i played curious it. to try it too because actually i have metroid other M, and i've never opened it that was the game that i, I bought played it the day barely. before yeah but i moved to california so i didn't like i quickly forgotten about well when you're in the afterglow of dread 
<laughs> you could try some other yeah. Metroid games. You could try other M. The one that, you know, I, I liked the game when it came out, but I, but playing it now, I'm like, I'm like, I hope I didn't recommend this to anybody because this game is just kind of like, it's kind of painful. I don't know. It's it and it's got this weirdness to it where the reason that Samus doesn't have her all of her abilities is that she's respecting Adam, so she will not won't use specific things until he tells her that she can use them, which is really weird too because it's like. It's like, hey, Samus, you've been dying in this lava area of this ship for about two hours. Uh, why don't you try using your anti-lava suit? It's like, you're a fucking asshole, dude. Like, I've died so many so, times because the lava's fucking kill- destroying my armor. And it takes you that long to fucking say, oh, yeah, by the way, use your various suit. What a fucking dick, yeah. man. Like, it's... Samus is going to wait for a man to tell her what to do. Yeah, it, there was kind of that, too. There's a whole lot of, like, weird, yeah, like, weird, like, kind of, I don't know. Some strange stuff in there. And P- he calls her, you know, like her friends like call her princess, and one guy does. And But you get that hilarious, you know, if you see, I'm sure you've seen it, the Remember Me guy, he's in there. <laughs> like pops his things up and he's like, Remember Me? I don't know. It's memed all over the place. Just look it up. Look up Remember Me. Other M. You'll see him. It's uh, It's been there. I played that game. It's what it is. I don't know. It's it's just it's kind of interesting to play, I guess, just because the weirdness of how it exists and all that stuff. Very very weird. And and I started playing Zero Mission again, just because Zero Mission is great. And what I what I was talking about my my nickname, my two fusion no mission or Zero Mission, is that I uh, I can't seem to find my my Game Boy cart of Zero Mission. I don't know where it is. It disappeared. But I found out that I have two Metroid fusions, and I don't know why I have two of those either. So that's weird. I have two fusions and no zero mission. So I don't know. Do you think what... there is a chance uh, somewhere in the shuffle of roommates and stuff, like somebody grabbed that thinking it was their copy of fusion or. Well, I, I, no, I don't think so because I actually, I mean, I remember playing, like I played zero mission for like a Trey's retro revival thing. So I've okay. played it in this room and we've not had any roommate exchanges since then. Okay. So it's mm-hmm. like I know that I played it not that long ago. So it's not like I something I lost in a move or something. I just don't know where it is. So, but if you boot up both copies of the one that you have two different copies of, is it your initials on each one on the save file or is it somebody else's? I don't think you can do initials on Fusion. Yeah, I don't think it puts any sort of label. It's <laughs> so just file it one, matter. two, or three. Yeah, there's I don't think there's been initials on any of the Metroid games, so that wouldn't really help. But yeah, I don't okay. know. I don't know why there's two fusions there. Maybe I bought one for Jess, and I and that's that's what I thought. Maybe because I have, because I have like two copies of uh, Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga. Because I bought her one, so I, I know I know that's why I have two. I don't know why I didn't just give her mine. <laughs> I bought her a separate one. I don't know. Maybe I was trying to play it at the same time or something. But yeah, but that's that's pretty much what I've been playing. One thing I did want to say is I got I got a message from uh, Sea of Stars because I I kickstarted them. Well. From the mm-hmm. Sea of Stars game, the guys who made the Messenger, their their new mm-hmm. RPG, and there's a, I guess there's going to be a crypt in there where I can put a message on one of the gravestones. So they asked me for, for my for the domain for my message. Yeah, I just didn't, I hadn't thought of what exactly to put on there yet, but it was just. I saw cool. someone on Twitter talking about how they put like their cat who had died recently, or or like people were actually doing like a memoriam kind of thing. So I mean, you're not. You don't necessarily have to do that, but yeah, I was like, I was like, uh, why? Do, I was like, why does Nintendo main have to be dead? Like, why do we? That's yeah. what I thought of putting it on there. Is I was like, does that mean that we die? Wait, why do we have to die? Like, why do I, why I could put like never dies or something? I don't know. But you know, if you guys have any ideas, you can shoot them to me. That's you too, and the listeners. You can hit me up at Nintendo underscore domain. 
You could put 1998 was the greatest gaming year of all time. How <laughs> oh, that obvious? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just put 1998. <laughs> not, just put, not the best year. I won the poll. Tree. I could put something. I was like, should I put something funny on there? Should I just put Nintendo main? I mean, there's there's like hundreds of tombstones on there, so it's not like going to be like up front in the game. Like they'll they'll give you a specific like location for you to go find it because it sounds like it's going to be as complicated as like the Mortal Kombat crypts in those games. Which, if you know if you're aware of that, they're huge. Like the crypts are gigantic. So you need you need a map to find certain things, especially the newest one. Mortal Kombat 11's crypt was really fucking big. But I just thought that was cool. I was like, oh well, shit, I need to write something in there. So if anybody has any ideas, let me know. Where there's a part in Shovel Knight I got to where there was like a bunch of pictures on the wall that were definitely that had to have been the Kickstarter part. There was a there was a thing in Bloodstained where. Was it people like put pictures of their cats on the walls that had kickstarted at a certain level? I don't know if you got that far. It was really weird. There's like a hallway okay. that has like these realistic looking cat pictures on the background. And it turns out it was a Kickstarter level that you could get pictures of you could get pictures of your cat in there. I don't know if it was supposed to be just a picture and people just put pictures of their cats, but I don't know. It's just it's just a weird I mean that game's weird already, but it's an extra weird thing to it. So go ahead, do your thing. Cool. Well, this week I beat three games since the uh, the drama at the top of the <laughs> at the top of the show. I uh, just feel really good about it because I did it all in the span of the last few days, and it's been kind of a I've kind of feel like I've been in like kind of a blockade with some of these games. So I did first and foremost. I was like, I gotta beat Super Metroid. You know, I keep talking about it whatever i'll just beat it and i did and it was really not that bad i did realize like even with save states or in rewind and stuff like i felt i was almost just better off on ridley and mother brain just playing it straight up because you can save yourself into a, a bad spot but then i realized after i beat mother brain finally i didn't do a save state which i should have just done a save state there because i knew i had to escape still but I, I, I fucked it up and I died. Oh, <laughs> no. I, I got lost in that one room, that one room where you have to go through the right path. It's almost like a level from Mario Brothers. Yeah. Those dungeons. Yeah. There's a whole bunch of like jump because they, you know, like every Metroid game, except for like the second one, I think, has, has like that emergency escape area at the end of the game. And, you know, Super Metroid, we're like, we're going to make it crazy. So it's like, it's like room after room after room that you have to get through. And there's one that's kind of confusing that I got, I got stuck on also, but I did a save state before. So I just went back to the save state. I died and I was, I was like, uh. so I went to, um, so I went and I reloaded or I, I just, re- you know, let the game restart organically and loaded my, you know, opened my save file and it was probably the way back before mother brain. I'm like, fuck that shit. And I like got kind of mad and I like <laughs> went downstairs and I threw a can in the recycling really loud. <laughs> Metroid. Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> I was so mad about Metroid, but no, then I came back upstairs. I'm like, okay, I've cooled down now. And I, uh, <laughs> I realized you could just rewind forever. I don't know how far back you can rewind, but it kind of gave you the impression you can only go back like a certain amount of seconds, but, if you do that and then you pause it again, you can just keep going back. And so I went back like four or five minutes and yeah, I've never tried. Fine. I never tried that. Like, I guess if you, you said, if you like, let it sit for a minute, you can like require rewind more than you already have. I'm not sure what I did. I'm, I'm happy. It worked out. Maybe it was sheer tyranny of will. I doubt it though. No, it was something to do with the amount of, I think you can just, it's recording more than it lets on for the, 
rewind feature. Let's say that. I, I don't know if you did this. There's there's a fun, uh, well, there's a trick to make the mother brain extra easy. Is you know how you like to have to destroy those things to like get through to actually get to mother brain? Yeah. You know you can leave and come back and they'll still be destroyed, right? I didn't know that. You didn't? Because that, that's what no. I did. Because you, you can basically destroy them all and then and go back and, and then just kind of, you know, Kmart shop with the Metroids and the other level and yeah, just fill up your... Yeah, there's you you can just go back and fill up your life and then go back and fight Mother Brain with full health without having to destroy any of those gates on the way through. And that's what I did. I did not know that. No. Yeah. I have uh, exactly the, the before it goes to the next level of energy tanks. So I've only got like half the energy tanks. Yeah. And so it made it a little rough, but. Yeah, it's harder, it obviously was, harder the less energy tanks you have <laughs> to, to get through there. I mean, especially once she gets to that point where she's like traps, you know. You think like once she's hitting you with the beam that kills you all the way, you're like, all right, cool. I'm in that spot that I know about, but no, it'll you'll die. You have to have a certain amount. You have to be able to absorb like one full shot, right? It's something like that. I think you have to get to, yeah. Well, I think you also have to get to a certain spot before it gets to the, well, no, she's whatever shooting the, there. Yeah. the big shot that's oh, sucking yeah, yeah. all my energy out. But then I died. I'm like, wait a minute. I thought something was supposed to happen here. Turns out I just had so little energy that she just obliterated me oh i didn't know but that I, I got through it eventually yeah i'm just not that great at this game but um it's fun and i like it enough that i went back and played it a little more afterwards just like for another like 30 minutes but i was just like i just want to kind of like play through it again this is a cool game like it's great i kind of want to get to where i know it you know a little better because it's because like, i would love to eventually just be like oh yeah that game's easy like i don't care about it like not that i don't care but <laughs> that i don't get stressed out when i play it and I was pretty much there this time. I even did the thing where I grabbed the electricity thingy and shocked the guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Cool. I remember like I was so blown away by that when I figured it out when I was like 15 or whatever. I was like, wow, oh, wait, you can do that? It was just one of those things I, I actually just, just kind of figured it out. Yeah. You posted it on Twitter when you did it, and that's how I oh, yeah. remembered it. I posted it, it because it's also really sad because once you kill that guy or that, I think it was a, I think it was a mother. Because all of her kids come out and like carry her body away after you kill her, <laughs> so it's like uh, that's why I put like Samus loves killing mothers. Like she killed that mother and mother brain, so that's what I was making a joke about. But yeah, Matricar. It's kind. It kind of. It's like, oh wow, you 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 are the bad guy. You killed these. You killed the mother of these like hundred creatures, and they're gonna come out and bury their mother's body now. You fucking asshole. <laughs> you know. And then the only one that's left thinks you're its mother, and you let it die. The baby. Spoilers. <laughs> well, I but anyway, yeah, I, I beat Super Metroid. I'm happy to say, second time ever that I beat it. Uh, I just want to say one second. Uh, Fusion kind of has a similar ending to that, where you have to, where when you fight like the Zeta Metroid or whatever, you have to get hit by something. And there's like two bosses. You have to fight the SAX, you know, and then you have to go fight the Zeta thing. And I was like, I went into like one of the recharge rooms to like fill my health up all the way. And when you get to the Zeta, the Zeta thing just like touches you once and you go all the way down to one hit point. <laughs> so it's like, there's no reason for that. Even though if you if you get hit by the monster as it's entering the screen, you'll die. You have to wait till it actually comes on screen and then starts fighting you. And then it'll be the animation where you're almost dead. And then the, th and then the other thing kind of does the same thing that happens in Super Metroid. But I thought, thought that was funny because I was kind of just like space jumping around and... uh and then I it ended up killing me because it came in, entered the screen while I was space jumping. Oh yeah, and I got to I got the space jump for for Samus Returns, and it's the best say it's the best space jump in any game. It actually works great. Yeah. 
It works wonderfully. You never fall. I've never fell out of the space jump once. It feels incredibly natural. I never fucked it up. And I was like, wow, okay. So the space jump did finally get good in 2017 when uh, Mercury Steam put it on the on the Metroid 2 remake. So yeah, the space jump. It finally is worked. Hot garbage. <laughs> yeah. I hate it. It's it's it's, gr- it so it's great though. So if they put it in, uh, if they end up putting it in Dread, at least we'll know that it won't be bad. It'll actually it's be good. good. Hands. Because I was space, I was space jumping everywhere, and I never fell, I never fell out of it. I never accidentally turned into a ball. I never accidentally aimed or like couldn't jump, and and it's great because you need because you need it. You have to use it to fight a lot of the later Metroids in that game because they do it. They make it. There's like levels with a lot of lava where you have to jump around and also like dodge the guy, and it just works so much better. I I, I ended up putting up a a list of what my favorite 2D Metroids were, and I put Samus Returns as number three. As, as what I think is the best one. So that's, I think that's a big deal that it was above fusion. Cause I think that one's really good on my second playthrough. I've liked it much better than I liked it the first time. And once you figure out that counter, that counter is fucking great. It's so easy. You can kill somebody in like two seconds with the counter. Cause you know, if you counter and then hit and then hit the shoot button, that'll kill them much quicker than trying to just regular, sh- regularly shoot them. Even if you counter them and then aim and shoot them, that takes longer. But if you counter and hit shoot right after, you'll automatically aim and they'll die in like half a second. So it's, if you get really good at that, it's, it goes, it ends up going really, really quick. And I can, and that's why I think a lot of people like dread a lot is that same things in there. And if you get into the groove, you can just be this really fucking cool badass that can't get hit by anybody. Cause you can just constantly melee people and all that. So it just makes me more and more excited for the new one. The more that I play of the 2017 one. Well, coming as no surprise to anyone who listens to the show, at least it definitely not you two. I, uh, I have preloaded dread. It's sitting on my switch ready to be played tomorrow night. So nice. yeah, I plan on, I plan on, you know, by the time this show is up, probably I will be playing it and, uh, I'm excited as well. Yeah. I'm a little, I'm a little worried about the, the counter, but I, I know what you're saying. And, uh, like I mentioned earlier, I've, I've dealt with some countering in games that I had to learn and recently, so maybe I'll be able to do it a little better since I've gotten better at that sort of thing. But uh, yeah, I'm not even going to get to that yet because the next thing I want to mention is Garden Story. I did beat that. And I think a lot of beating that, and I already kind of knew it, but I needed to understand it a little better because you know it's, it's a game that doesn't hold your hand. So if you don't pay close attention to the way the menus laid out, like you may not figure out certain things out. Like me, who didn't figure out you could equip different jars and the jars are where you store your dew, which is your healing item. And uh, I had just been using the default jar the whole time. And I had maximized it to where it could hold three rounds of healing. So, and depending on which dew you buy, depending on the quality you pay more for stuff that heals you up better, you could go from, you know, well, I've got a full jar, but it only gives me six total hearts. Whereas if you get the expensive dew with three refills and you completely refill your energy three times so there's just like more to it i needed to figure out which i kind of understood that but then i looked at my inventory uh two days ago i think and i'm like wait a minute jars is one of the the whole like categories you can select from and equip and i went there and i realized i had like this huge jar that could store like six (laughs) so basically double the amount i'd been taking and you pay the same price for whatever quality healing item it just gives you the full like whatever your jar can handle worth. So 
Now I've got twice as much energy to face this boss I've been stuck on. I also went and I upgraded my parasol, which is basically your like spear. And uh, that's the most powerful weapon I have. And I made it even more powerful. And then I did that, still kept kicking my ass. But after five or six more tries, barely scraped by, finally beat that that fucker. And that wasn't even the last boss, but that was without without doubt the hardest in the game. And it was the second iteration of a boss I'd already fought before. Um, because as I, I was saying, I think last week, I maybe the week before, you have to revisit all the dungeons and fight the boss again. You just go through like an alternate pathway to get to them and they're harder. Uh, this guy kept healing himself really quickly and he's got like normal like bad guys surrounding him constantly that are fucking him, fucking you up and they're healing themselves and him. It's really frustrating, but I finally got through it. And luckily after that, the final boss was super easy, uh, but it really sad. I don't know. This game kind of gives you, you get a bit of a, it's not the exact same sort of plot twist as Shadow of the Colossus, but it's got sort of that energy towards the end. And a little bit, I think even the great deck, the great Deku tree and um, mm. like Ocarina of Time. Like Basically, the yeah. are, are, you, are, you the, lot, are you the bad guy? That's what you're saying in the end. It's not You're not the bad guy, but in a way you are in a way you are, I guess, because you're bringing on like a new age with your actions. So I guess you are kind of a bad guy, but it's also kind of a, like this, but this too must pass. Like this, it's time for this next age of, and that can only happen when the old age dies, you know? So Hmm. yeah, it gets really, I mean, it's really philosophical. That game's super philosophical at times. And, uh, uh, I've said before, very like ecologically aware, like the, the dew is what powers all the ecosystems and they're all kind of supporting each other. I said on Twitter, I thought it should be a rock opera. The story of garden story would work really well as like a rock opera. Um, as long as uh, the proto men can write it. I want yeah. them to write. They write great rock operas. I just see after, all these people they in finish, vegetable uh, costumes. Yeah. After they finish the Mega Man movie, rock opera movie. That's what I want. I know they're not doing it, but if I had all the money in the world, I would give them, I've said it before, I would just pay them and be like, write a movie, write a rock opera movie, do whatever you want, because they do great. They do. Yeah, I'd love them to be on the project, you know, I haven't started it yet, but uh, (laughs) anyway, though, I beat it, I saw credits, it was really abrupt too, and uh, I guess I just, I kind of lay that down to it being an indie game, small team. The transition was just really abrupt from like, oh, I do this thing and all of a sudden, oop, like there's like a, it was almost like a skipping CD. Like it just seemed really abruptly edited on. And it's like, oh, all of a sudden the credits are rolling, you know? So I don't know if maybe there's multiple endings. Maybe, I don't know. But I watched the credits. When they're done, you wake up again and it tells you like there's more to do. As far as I can tell, you can just keep doing the daily tasks over and over again because they just reset every day. Do your but, gardening and whatnot. Yeah. So I think I can keep playing if I want to, but I don't really care that much. I mean, it's a cool game, but there's no like economy to like break or anything like that, which is the fun part of ga- like gardening games. Um, so I probably just won't play anymore. But it was cool. And if they ever did an update, I'd play more of it. Lastly, I can't believe I actually did it. You did it, yeah. I can't believe I did it. I said last week I would have this beat by this week, and I literally did it earlier today. Did not expect it to happen. I beat Eastward. 
I commented on Twitter. I was like, it's it's almost like you're clearing out all these games, like to make room for this whatever this big really game, this big game is that's coming out at the end of yeah, the yeah. Whatever this big game is, I'm not sure what it is. Oh wait, I already said. Uh, yeah, the last boss. So the thing about the last boss that was really fucking me over was you have to go through kind of like an obstacle course gauntlet kind of thing before you could even fight the boss. And that was just draining me of like all my energy. It's where I'd finally get to the boss and I just had like no energy left and uh, I would just die really quickly. And that sucked because it took a really long time to get through that gauntlet phase. So I just had to play it a bunch. And so I played it a few times this week. Every I'd try it at least once or twice a day just to get better at that initial gauntlet part. And I, and I finally did it today where I was like, okay, I get, I got it down to like a pattern and it's all about patterns. You figure out the exact pattern of where you need to stand at a certain time and where you need to go. You're kind of switching your characters a lot. That's another thing you have to get better at. You finally get to the boss and then that's where it wasn't as hard as I remember. Like, so there's all these little bad guys that are kind of chasing you around that are kind of like the minions or whatever of the main boss. You got to like, kill them or they're going to murder the fuck out of you. So you got to just stop what you're doing and kill those guys. And I finally did that today and that solved everything. Like I thought I could maybe just ignore them because it seemed like there's also a time limit to certain actions you have to take because it's a multiple stage boss and uh, they're not, re- they're not necessarily healing themselves, but they're kind of like, they can like nullify one round of your uh, attack at any given time. If you don't act quickly enough. Without giving too much away, I'm trying not to give anything away, but uh, you finally do get past that part, and then there's this kind of uh, cinematic sequence, and then you fight the last form of the boss. Luckily, it saves there, so I could play just the second stage of the boss. So I was super happy about that, and uh, and so it only took me five or six tries to beat the last boss well the last phase of the last boss it took more than that does total, it, but uh, but it, but it, it it like at least like uh, like uh does checkpoints in in each part right you don't have to start all the way from the beginning yeah if that's what i'm saying so like yeah. the final boss is two stages it does a save it does a save between stages okay and the last yeah, stage is important. actually really really fun like this is one of those games that definitely you know, just like Super Metroid. It's very similar to Super Metroid where you're like OP at the end just for that last fight, for that last part of that last fight. And you could still die, don't get me wrong, but it just kind of it beefs you up a lot. And it's the last boss was actually enjoyable. I, I loved playing it. And um, compared to the second to last boss, uh, which did actually prepare me for one of the fa- one of the phases has a similar element to it. And luckily, I the timing is the same as the other one. So that did kind of train me for the final boss battle, I guess, to an extent. Game gets super weird at the end. Kind of expected it to. <laughs> and uh, the, the the closing credits are, are beautiful, like absolutely beautiful sprite art, cinematics with lighting effects and stuff. Of course, you've seen that throughout the game. And then, uh, and then just like the water is more like realistic water with the sprites like they use that a lot at the end which is really cool and uh it's just a really beautiful closing but it, super weird you don't really kind of know what the ending means other than it kind of 
infers that there might be a sequel at some point, which I'm fine with because that's an actual post credit scene that happens where you're like, okay, well, they're kind of setting this up for a sequel, but there's a lot of time stuff in this game. So you don't really know what's happening. Um, One thing that I was kind of bummed about is when I reload my file, I was hoping I could go back, you know, and play Earthborn. I want to play Earthborn now. Oh, yeah. That I've played through the main quest. And uh, I can't do that unless I, like, revert to an old save. And I'm scared because if I do that, then the auto save from the end might go away. So who knows? I don't know if a new auto save will replace that. So I haven't tried yet, but this just happened earlier today. So, yeah, I spent over 30 hours on on eastward and i think it's probably going to show up in my game of the year list expect to hear me talk about this more in a few months um garden story i don't know about yet but (laughs) maybe maybe it depends on this other stuff that's coming out still you said it would be to start with but changing your mind i mean there's only so many spots on my my list man. right you run into my problem i have like 20 games to try to figure out what 10 on and there's still some coming out that aren't even out yet it's gonna be tough but uh I, w- I was hoping to make it four games this week i've been playing harmony of dissonance a lot and uh i stuck in it which sucks i probably will have to look at a guide but i'm literally like stuck like i've been stuck for a couple of days i don't know where to go oh i got I've been, like, yeah. going through each map and going through room by room, you know, doing that whole thing. And I just can't figure it out. So it's, got, it's yeah. frustrating, but in the meantime, I've gotten really, really powerful. So that's cool. Yeah. At least you can grind. I, I, I got stuck pretty early on that. Actually. I, I couldn't, I couldn't figure out. I mean, it's like early in the game, but there's like a locked door and that's the only way I can go. And I don't have a key and I don't know where it is. It's exactly where I'm at. Yeah, and it's I, I'm not that far into it, but it's like yeah, I don't understand. I'm like I don't get it. Where's the key? I've gone all the places I can go to. There's a door that's locked. There's a door that has a magic seal, and then there's a door that's like a a block you have to break, like a like a wall. So there's like three different barriers, and I can't figure out how to get through any of them. And then uh, well, there's other barriers besides that, but those are the ones that are leading to all the new paths. So I'm missing probably just one item. I'm probably just missing one little thing I need to continue. So I might end up looking online, but I'm at 122.5%. So I'm over halfway through it. And uh, I think I said that last week. I was like, oh, I'm at 50 something percent. I'm over halfway through. I forgot. There's two second second castle. Yeah. I remember that one had one. But anyway, you know, whatever. It's it's cool. I mean, one of the reasons I haven't wanted to check a guide is because I'm pretty sure I beat this without a guide when it first came out. And I've played through it multiple times since then. So I just feel dumb for being stuck on it. But this this is one I'll probably finish this week, I would imagine. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't remember there being keys. And I, I know I played through it, but I only played through it once, I think. I think I only beat Harmony of Distance one time. And I just don't remember the keys and the doors and stuff like that. But yeah, I guess I guess Ari Over Sorrow was the one that I was the one that really stuck with me that I remembered the most. And actually remember, remembered more from Circle of the Moon than I did from Harmony of Distance, I guess. That one was just kind of one I just didn't remember anything about, aside from like the sprites being big and ugly and all that. For me, it was the redemption of uh, Circle of the Moon. So I've, it's always had a special place in my heart, even though I know the sound design and many other things aren't people's favorite. But I like it. 
Um, also, I did play some Circle of the Moon. I didn't play a lot, but just enough to kind of get a feel for it. And uh, I got to you know two or three save points in. I don't. Did I fight? I think I fought a boss. I think I fought one boss. Um, but yeah, not 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 that much. And you know what? It's not that great of a game, but. I think I'm still going to try to play it. Maybe it'll click for me a little better. That's what you think. I tried at the beginning. I, I mean, I tried playing through I ended up, it. I ended up loving multiple it. times. Yeah, yeah. I don't know I've why. Tried so many I don't know times. why I liked it so much. Like, I mean, I I haven't played that much of Harmony of Dissonance, but I definitely like it better than Harmony of Dissonance so far. But it's a I don't know. It's weird because yeah, I thought I thought that I would hate it, but so I I just couldn't believe how much I remembered of it because I thought I barely played it, but I ended up remembering a lot of it, and I think it's pretty solid for what it is. But you gotta, I don't know, figure out the systems and stuff. The sprites aren't as big, but it looks great on a TV now and not a Game yeah, Boy. Yeah, the jumping feels really weird. And not a Game I don't Boy like Advance. To feel the jumping. Yeah, I felt the same way from going from Circle of the Moon to Harmony of Dissonance, but that's just it's. If you play mm-hmm. one for a long time and then you jump to another one, it's gonna feel different, you know. That's true. And and I was starting to get into the groove. And so uh naturally though I've been saving Aria of Sorrow for the end. I'm yeah, saving that for a special day when I need I just need a, some comfort food cuz that game I just love that game and I don't need to play it yet. It's just sitting there waiting for a nice treat when I deserve it. Um I did receive something in the mail that I ordered last month. Ooh. And it's this. What it takes so and long. Par- and part of the reason why my name is Low Res, or my, my nickname, or not my nickname, my middle name was Low Res. My Tiger Game. Oh, there it is. Ah, your Transformers Tiger oh, Game. Oh, yeah, that Which one. Which I'm also wearing my Transformers shirt. Oh, sweet. It's, uh, there it is. Uh, Soundwave. Whatever the so- Soundwave, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Transformers Tiger Game. It sucks. <laughs> <laughs> no surprise there. It's so bad. If you, it's so bad. Yeah, I'm surprised you're... I'd be surprised if you were surprised by that, because we all knew it was going to be terrible. I think I paid less than $3, including shipping for it. So it was just... It was an impulse buy. One thing I don't remember, there was never screws on the battery thing before, were there? I don't remember that being a thing. So that was annoying. I had to unscrew the screw to put the double A's in it. And then it was not even worth the effort of doing that. Because <laughs> then you get to turn it on and play it, and you're like, wow, this isn't fun. Just think of yeah, all, literally think of all the stand time in one I place, yeah. And you can convert your Optimus Prime, so you can hit this button to turn to a semi or back into the robot. And I don't know why you do that. Because you've um, got to transform, because you're a transformer. And then there's like a D-pad, but it doesn't do anything. I can't figure out how to do it. It'll make you jump, but I can't get it to do... If you can't Anything move. Else. <laughs> you can't it's move possible. Like this, you should. Yeah. Is that a reissue really, of an old game or is that a it new is, game? Yeah. It's a reissue of a, of whatever the original one was. This was made in 2020. So yeah, it's a new model, but I'm pretty sure it's a reissue of generate. It says transformers generation two robots in disguise. So I think it's like, yeah, it's beast wars era or maybe before. Uh, it sucks. <laughs> the other reason my name is Low Res Mikowski is if you could see this little screen behind me. Yeah, I've been wondering about that. So I bought this little screen off of Amazon. It's I've had my eye on it for a while, but it's just a it's a thirty two by thirty two pixel display, and it doesn't film very well on this, unfortunately. But 
He's got like a uh, radius ship or something. That's this uh, is that's an R-wing. A Starbucks, yeah, yeah. Yep. But it's it's really, it's a cool little thing. There's a little piece of and you can and there's an app and you can send stuff to it, right? Like I I know you were you were messing around with it for our for our Patreon episode. Like where you have yep. you have your picture, um, your square painter picture of like Link with the chickens, and you played like a animation of Link with the cuckoos and all that through the screen. Like you can do different things. I'm sure you have stuff saved that you can put on there. I noticed yep. last week with the N64 logo that you had out there. Yeah, there's a spinning logo in the background. I couldn't tell if 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 there was like some other monitor up on your shelf or or what. Five dollar patrons in the HD. HD. Yeah, I mean it's uh it's just a fun little thing. It's thirty two by thirty two pixels, so it does let you draw. Like I could draw if I wanted to. Uh, let's see. Yeah, so now I could just draw live on camera if I wanted to. I don't know what I'm drawing here, but it's just <laughs> it's just a weird little gadget and uh. I just thought it was really interesting, so I bought it, and I've been having fun with it. But one thing I like about it, very similar to when we got the light bulbs, we could change the color tray. Uh, you know how, like, if you're playing Zelda, you could set it to green or whatever, you know, kind of set the mood of the game you're playing. So one thing I did when I was playing Super Metroid is I just had the Metroid up there the whole time. and uh, Oh, yeah. And it was great. You. And so I just, like, had the Metroid, because I have a... Uh, I hang it up behind where my monitor is here. I just want it to be visible to you guys. That's why I put it there. there it but, is. That's cool. Yeah, I just had the little Metroid hanging out the whole time while I'm playing Super Metroid. And it was just, you know, the child, the child. Oh, it's the a little baby. throbbing 16th yeah. baby, the Metroid baby. blob. Do you, uh, th- this so. is completely off topic, but uh, so Metroid Dread is like the last chapter of the Metroid story. Do you think that they'd make another one called like Samus Goes Somewhere Cheap or something like that? They're going to make a, not that they would call it that, but do you think they would make Samus another one? Samus vacation. She goes somewhere nice and just relaxes. Samus, Samus goes to jail. Samus saves Christmas, you know, whatever. She uh, Metroid Bread where she like goes to baking No, school. but it can't be. It she can't wants be, to be a baker. But I, this is what I'm getting at is it can't be called Metroid anymore because this, if this is the end of the Metroid story. Oh. Do you think they would release a game starring Samus that wasn't called Metroid? That was called like like I said, Samus Strikes Back, or you know, Samus Scared Stupid, or whatever. You know, like uh, I don't know. That's what I'm thinking about because you know they're adamant about see they're, they're, Samus they got... going to the your Ernest movies, and that's the exclusive direction. <laughs> of I was gonna say it's on. like when they took uh, Roseanne out of her own out of her show, and it's just the Connors. Like, yeah, must be yeah. the Irans. Well, I mean, well, I just I'm just curious because they they're very adamant about saying that it's the last Metroid story, but they're not saying that it's the last Samus story. So I think that, I mean, obviously, I think this game is going to do well because of so many people have switches. Like so many people have been wanting a Metroid forever, like a new one. Like every review I've heard of people like, I can't believe I'm playing a new Metroid game. Like everybody seems to be saying that because yeah, it's been so long. So I feel like there's going to be, it's going to sell really well. It probably already has like just through preloads, you know? And I'm just curious if they would make one that wasn't called Metroid and if the people would actually get it, if they did, you know, because if they want to go somewhere where it's not going to be Metroid anymore, what would you call it? I think Samus is probably a bigger name. Uh, in the wider pop culture than Metroid is 
due to Smash Brothers. Yeah. Like, remember, so many people would say, like, who's that character? What's that character? What's he from? Yeah. <laughs> they didn't know what, what, what Samus was. So I think it's possible. I, I think they would f- still call it Metroid, though. I think they would still call it Metroid. Just from a branding perspective, they'd find some other way. It doesn't make sense to start a whole new series. Exactly, right? But I, I'm just it's yeah. just what I've been thinking about, because I'm pretty sure... I mean, why would they not make a sequel? Like, if this one is they'll a big, do we- weekend at Metroids, and it'll be like a dead Metroid. <laughs> if, if it'll, yeah, I mean, if it's gonna, it's gonna be a big hit, and I would just, I was like, would they call it not Metroid if it's not supposed to be about Metroids anymore? Like, it would, I don't know. It's just a weird, I don't know. It's like, well, I guess have there, there's been Legend of Zelda's without Zelda in it, I'm sure, right? I'm right. sure there's at least like one out there. Maybe not, but you know, like. uh yeah, it's just this is what I've been thinking about because it's like, okay, if you want to end the Metroid story, but I don't want Samus to be done. I don't want those type games to be done. But what would you call it? I don't know. I don't get it. I don't know why they got to be so final about it unless it's just part of appealing to the fact this game was supposed to come out like 12 years ago or whatever. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't get the finality. Maybe... They just don't have any plans in the in the long term to make any more 2D Metroid games. I would just I would be shocked if they didn't try their hand at doing Super Metroid at some point. Or I guess well, it can't, canonically that would be fine though. Yeah, would. but nobody. I mean, you said that before when you were playing Super Metroid that we both did. They should just not. Well, I don't want them to. Just don't do that. I don't want that. I want another. I want another story about what Samus does when the Metroids are gone. I wanted to fight mm-hmm. another thing. I, I mean, what what I'd really like, and it would never happen, but I want all of Nintendo's sci-fi properties to all be, like, together in one thing. I want the Avengers of, like, F-Zero and Star Fox and Metroid. Can they all just, like, come together and just be in a game together for some reason? <laughs> like, just uh, just have them all come together to it's fight. To fight, like, uh, I don't know. To, to to fight, like, whatever, the the monkey guy from the Star Fox, but he has all the gems now or something, and he's going to kill, Maybe he's kill like- everyone. It's like Andros, but he's like got mind control over like Bowser and all. No, the no, 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 no Bowser, no games. Bowser, no Mario. We're only staying on the sci-fi. We're only doing Star Fox, uh, Mario Galaxy, F Zero. No, yeah. no, no Mario. Yep. I don't want any Mario in Kirby's here. Kirby's there. No Mario. F Zero, Star Fox, and Metroid. That's all I want. Kirby's hanging out. Kirby's in. No Kirby either. No, no, just those three games. They they already brought F Zero and Star Fox Soul together. Bring there. bring Metroid as well. <laughs> I don't want I want like a fucking Smash Bros. thing again. All right, if that's that's what you got, right? That's what I got. All right, let's take a break and then we'll come back and talk about John's stuff and other cool. news and whatever. So sounds back. good. Hey, you. It's me, Mario. Yeah, you. Ha-ha! <laughs> it's a 
subscribe to our Patreon to hear our bonus shows, which happen every month. I'm a tired. Tired of all the big corporate podcasts spoon-feeding you the same old video game news on every single show. Ah, spaghetti. Ah, ravioli. Then expand! With Nintendo Main Expansion Pack. It's us talking about old games that were important to us. It's us interviewing people that we meet at conventions. And heck, it's live shows from those same conventions. It's basically everything you could want that Nintendo Main ever made. Here we go! And it's just a buck a month. That's less than a bad indie on the eShop. It's $12 a year, which is less than Nintendo Switch Online. <laughs> Thank you so much for subscribing to our Patreon and supporting Nintendo Main. Just go to patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast and... Hey, Mario, let go! He's throwing us back to the show! So long, gay Bowser! Patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast! Game over! And, uh, John, tell us what you've been doing. Well, I got, uh, some birthday presents from both you and Jeremy. Oh, yeah. Um, happy birthday. So... Happy birthday, John. John had a birthday. Happy birthday, John. Had a birthday Thank in between you. episodes. Sent you a little, uh, sent you a little something over the way. Yeah. So I had a good one in part. Thanks to you guys sending me, uh, some, some, uh, gifts for the eShop. And so I bought already Cruising Blast and then I'm going to buy on Friday with Jeremy's gift. Uh, Tetris Effect comes out on Friday wow. as well. I completely forgot about Tetris Effect until I saw that you had it on the on your list here because I was like, "Oh yeah, Tetris Effect is." I I guess I remember it was coming out in October, but I don't remember when. But now it is mm-hmm. officially on the. It's in the eShop. You can't you can't like pre-order it, but it's on there, and it's forty dollars. I don't know if I'll I don't know if I'll get it or not this week, <laughs> but we'll, we'll see. Well, we'll have an ambassador. The yeah. show will have an yeah, I'll be the one. John will will have played it, so there you go. I mean, I've heard. I mean, people people love it. I've heard people talk about it, so I'm sure I'll buy it eventually. This is a this is not a Tetris Effect related thing, but as far as the OLED, one thing that really intrigues me about that thing is that you can still mm. use. I don't know if you saw this, but you can still use the VR attachment with the OLED, and it looks better. Oh, yeah. oh really? Yeah, because they they tried it, they tested it out, and it the only thing that it won't work, the only Labo thing that it won't work with is the piano, because the piano Ooh. is too small to hold the screen, because the screen's a little bit wider. But I watch videos where people test it out with everything, and also the flip grip doesn't work either. You, they're making a new flip grip, flip grip for it. Oh, they're officially making a new model of the flip. They're making another one, yeah, but it but it won't fit like the, the because of its because it's a little bit wider. So you can't use the flip grip, but I wish, I don't know. Tetris effect reminds me of that. Cause I thought it was a really big VR thing. 
like they were really pushing for VR on that. But tell me that about could be interesting. But tell me about Cruise and Blast. Isn't it the best game you've ever played ever? I love it. Yeah, I think it's a really great game. In fact, it it, it might be the best arcade racer that I've ever played for sure. I think yeah, I'm it, it's in strong consideration for that. And I love those kind of games. Been saying for a long time I, I wanted a San Francisco rush on here. I think this this satisfies that need. Yeah, Cruise and Blast is really good. Like I've uh I, I wanted I mean, I thought about I thought about trying to trying to get you a physical version of it or something, but your birthday mm-hmm. kind of snuck up on me. I didn't realize it was so soon. So Well, it's all right, because actually I think this is it. one that, this is one that I would prefer to have ready to go at any time. Like it's nice to just yeah. be able to jump in and do a ten minute uh session and then be on my way. It, it's it's such a great game it's it's like I, th- I try to think about what what is it that i like so much about it i think it's that you were just always going and a lot of times in racing games they make the mistake in arcade racers of you, you have the crash and then it slows everything down and you got to speed back up again and that's just like not there in this game you, you just you don't go you always don't, you know what uh, yeah that's i never really thought of that you don't actually ever really crash in cruising usa like you don't stop like mm-hmm. that's I think that's a big. Yeah, like you can smash into the other cars and destroy the other cars, but your car doesn't really get destroyed. Yeah, and it, it, there is like a moment of slowdown to show the the impact, to emphasize the impact. But you just keep going, and a lot of times you'll even clip through other objects, you know, rather than rather than you know crash and stop and whatever. Yeah. I prefer it. Like it's better to just clip through and keep moving. It's a racing game. I want to. I want to race. I want to go fast. And you also, uh, I'm sure we mentioned this before, but you can't fall any in any of the pits because there's actually mm-hmm. there's actually an invisible bridge there. So if so if you yep. fa- happen to not go fast enough in the bridge, you'll land or in the pit, you'll land on a bridge and you'll just keep driving. So, that's fine. Yeah, because they don't want to interrupt the action, which is a you know I, you know I commend them for that. You know, and the same thing how we talked about like how the monsters and stuff like move, mm-hmm. they move at a, at the pace that you do kind of kind of almost like a super hot and stuff like that they move with you so if you are to like mm-hmm. slow down they stop so i like how they i did like the effort that they put it to make sure because i like as i was talking about listening to the interview with eugene jarvis like he's like you know he'd be like okay you're driving on the road for a little bit and nothing's happening so let's have this fucking car blow up in front of you or something like it, it needs to be needs yeah, to be always something exciting and like- there's always something happening happening on every turn you know right it's like a big hollywood set piece everywhere you go with this game and it just layers on the ridiculous too like you can drive as a helicopter you can drive as as trey said before like a triceratops and it's a game that does not take itself seriously at all just have fun um and i have sure been enjoying it it's one that is going to be in uh, permanent rotation so thank you for that did, did you did you get any cool uh, cars in there have you been able to unlock anything what have you been doing on there I got the helicopter. That's probably the coolest one oh, okay. that I got so far. I also got like an F1 race car. But I haven't used that one yet. That one was my first favorite one was the F1 race one. Cause I think it has, has pretty good stats. Like that was the one I felt like I was starting to win a lot of harder races with, but I, I really like the F1 race. I really like the unicorn when you get that. I've been, mm-hmm. do, I've been doing stuff with the uh, helicopter I actually beat a lot of the hard ones with the helicopter. So that one does have, have pretty good stats, but I think like when you unlock those uh, extra stuff, I think it ups your stats as well, you know, cause you can level up and you can buy like the neon and like the engine and all that other shit for it. I think that ups your mm-hmm. stats as well. So I always like, I really like racing games where you can upgrade your cars as you go, you know? So, mm-hmm. so if you get stuck on something, 
you can buy something to make you better, so then you can get through it. You know, like the RPG mechanic thing, like you know, like how Jeremy would say about like Castlevania games and why you liked it. It's like if you get stuck on a boss, you can go grind for a while, and then you come back and you can beat the boss. You know, like I like that sort yeah, of thing. A lot of that. That's I like, well implemented. I like this. that in racing games where it's like, I want a racing game where as you progress through it, you either unlock cars that are better or you unlock the ability to make your cars better. Like that's why mm. I think that's a big reason why I love Horizon Chase Turbo so much is that whenever you got an upgrade, it would upgrade all of your cars. And I thought that was such a cool idea that I was like, why doesn't everybody do that? You get one upgrade and it goes across everything you have. So you basically uncra- you're basically upgrading your entire selection of cars that you have. So you don't have to worry about like, you know, like building up every car. You're just building up everything at once. And I always thought that was really cool. But it's like, yeah, if you get stuck on something, there's ways for you to kind of grind and make your car better and then do. And you can do that in this too. And I really love that stuff. And I like stuff that has a lot to unlock and there's a lot to unlock in this as well. So it's cool. One other thing I like about this game, it just takes every opportunity to remind yourself you were playing a video game. This is not Gran Turismo or or something. And I noticed that right from the beginning, the very first thing, for the first time you pick it up, uh, right before every race, you'll have the you know, three, two, one, and you can rev the engine, right? Like typical of every racing game. But when you rev the engine in this game, it sounds like a video game car. It does not sound like a real car. It sounds like, you know, I'm not going to make the noise, but maybe you put, put it in here. It sounds like, like a video game car, which just clues you in to okay just let go of your preconceived notions of racing this is a video game um just enjoy yeah and also if you get the bonus start there's like the blue fire that like goes all Mm -hmm. around the the frame of the screen like they it's obvious they're like it's everything is super over the top you know they want everything to be like times 11 or whatever you know (laughs) like no it's it's one of those things like i've I mean, I, I think this game is incredible. Cruising will definitely be on my top 10 games of the year for sure because this game Me is too. awesome. And I just, uh, you know, I wanted you to experience it. So I wanted to find a way for to get Cruising into your hands for your birthday. So I'm trying, oh, thank to, you. I'm trying to push the greatness of Cruising Blast. Jeremy's got a birthday next month. Probably get it for you too <laughs> if you haven't got it by then. But no, it's an excellent game. It's a, I, I think everybody should get cruising, and I hope that it sold well enough for them to be able to do more stuff in the future. Because I thought they did an incredible job porting it, but also like porting it as a console game, where it's not just like mm-hmm. a, it's not, not a, it's, it's not a port of the Still arcade. Coming. Like they made their own like uh, cups or tours, as they're called, and they just added all this extra stuff to it. And I think that's great. I thought they did an incredible oh. job. On that note, I also like that you don't have to play through the whole tour. Like, if you screw up on one race, you can just restart that race. Yeah, isn't that awesome? You can do you can do it whenever you want too. Like, you can do it mid you can do it mid race, but also if you collect anything during the race, you keep it. So, like, if you're trying to get all the keys and stuff that are that are like in the levels, you'll you'll still have those keys that you that you got while you're playing through it, even if you got like sixth place, and you'll still get the money and stuff that you got from crashing into cars or collecting money on that and. And so, so yeah, you can, yeah, but it's great that you can just restart. You don't have to go through the whole cup again to get everything right. Yeah, no, I love that. And you can stop it whenever you want. Like if you, like if you're driving and you saw a key and you missed the key and you're like, shit, I want to get that key. You can just go back and start again and then go get the key. And, you know, it's, it's nice. Like they, I felt like they, I felt like it was made by somebody who understands the way console gamers would play like a racing game. You know, that's what, that's what I felt from it. Right. It's made by a pro. I mean, that guy's been making video games since the beginning, practically. So he, he knows what he's doing. Yeah, he's got a great uh, he's got a great credit list there. He's he's done, and it's it's cool. It's so cool that he's been involved with like every 
version of Cruisin. You know, he's done all of them. Mm. You know, he hasn't really left the company. They're still there wasn't any, you know, it's not like he handed off to somebody else to do cruising. He is the cruising guy and has always had a hand in it. So it's cool. Well, I finally did it this week. I beat a Hitman elusive target. So check that off the list. And Very this is nice. again one of those uh, targets that's only available for a limited window and you get one chance at it. And that's that. So I didn't do a great job at it. Like I was not the cool James Bond, you know, sneak in, go unnoticed, you know, one shot kill. That was not me. No. I went in and I screwed up. I bumbled my way through it like Mr. Bean and I shot way too many people and I was able to get out by the skin of my teeth, but I, I did it. Got it done. Were you like, if I shoot everybody, I'll eventually get to them. (laughs) Yes. I was actually so bad that I was number 345 out of 359 on the global leaderboard. (laughs) 14 people were still worse than you. It's funny. It's funny that it ends at like 359. Is that, I mean, there there can't be only 359 people playing Hitman three. I think it might might be. (laughs) Or that's that's just their cutoff. I think it might just be counting the people on the switch, not, all the different versions. So and there's I, just like did play a couple like hundred people day. playing the cloud version of Sweat of Hitman Three. It could be, and that well, not not that there's a couple hundred people playing the cloud version, but that only a couple hundred people had tried the the elusive target at that time. There's a lot to the menus and stuff on Hitman, which I I think they do a. It took me a while to understand the design of the menus. I could see how some people it, that kind of thing would get lost on them if they're a more casual player and they would miss the opportunity to try the elusive target or not understand what it is. And so therefore not give it a shot, but, um, and maybe that's why on the first day, I think, I think it was like the first half of the day I tried it the first day. Um, and maybe that's why only 359 people had given it a try. So I figured maybe that was just the cutoff point. They're just only going to show you one through 359. Like they don't want to show you like, I don't know. I, I figured that actually a lot of the, you know, they'll show you like when you're 5,000 or something like that. I know like Mario Golf does that, like where it's like, here's where you rank, you know, against whatever the world. Yeah. Feel bad about yourself. <laughs> yeah. Well, the other big thing that I've been doing is I've been setting up my home theater. And so I put a picture on the outline there. If you guys want to, Take a look what I've been doing. Cords all over the place. And I started by cleaning and relabeling all the cords. So like years ago, I'd put labels on every cord at the end. So I know like at the end of the at the end of the power cord and at the end of the AV cord, it says what system it is. But they, those were all yellowed and cracked. And then I got some new systems in the meantime. So I said, all right, I'm gonna take those off and make new labels. Anybody who like if you have multiple systems, I highly recommend getting a label maker and doing this. This is so helpful. I have a when you're like, I would say I have a label maker, but I haven't done it yet. Basically, I if there's one cable that I have to switch, I just put a little piece of tape on it just so I know like what. Would, but it, I guess I have a I have like one of those like five uh, HDMI like five channel changer or whatever, mm-hmm. and I just put I just kind of put like pieces of white tape and I just wrote what every channel was on there. That's that's just what I did. That's smart. I thought like. You know, back when I had cats, sometimes they would knock things out and know oh, what's this wire go to. And it was helpful to just label the actual wires themselves. And, and certainly as I'm trying to figure out the optimal way to hook this thing up, which I've got the, you know, I've got the the stereo at the 5.1 surround sound. And uh, I've got four HDMIs going into that. And I've got the 
other converter box for the older systems that's going into that. And like, as I'm trying to figure out what's the best way, it's helpful to have the name of each system on each cord so I can switch it around and figure out sure. how to do it exactly right. Yeah, so you don't have to like follow it to the system and be like, oh, where does this go? Right, right. So I got those all labeled uh, and I've been, now I'm at the stage where I'm trying to plug it in and see how everything works best. Um, and so all the wires are kind of like looking tangled and all that stuff. If anybody's got any great wire organizing solutions, send them our way. I'd like to hear them. Um, you know, like people, do you like wrap the cords together in some way? or, or what's the, the only thing I can product? think of is so you've seen like those plastic tube things that you can get mm-hmm. online to try to hide your cables. Like have you, or it's like a, as seen on TV thing or something. A friend of mine who does audio, like he actually used that on his cart, like to hide his cables and stuff like his XLRs. So okay. I always thought that it was, it, I'd have to find what it is, but it's like a little, it's like a plastic tube Let's thing see. that you just kind of cover. It, it just like makes all your stuff like less visible and all that. If you're trying to like hide it behind the, I don't know. It worked well for yeah, his audio I, cart. I got to get some of those. And then the shelves that I'm using, as I said before, are those Ikea Calyx shelves, which don't have a back to them. So whatever's behind it is exposed. And right now it just looks like there's, it's ugly. There's wires all over the it's place. So spaghetti. I'd like to find spaghetti mess. Spaghetti mess, yeah. I'd like to find some way to secure it to the back of the shelves along each piece of wood, so that you have it go around. From the front. Yeah. yeah, that it's all hidden and it looks nice. That could be done. So one thing I would say you could do if you wanted to help a little bit would be to mount the power strip on something because it's got like it should have like mounting brackets on it where you can hang it up like maybe hang it up like right behind the TV facing away. Or facing oh, towards yeah. the wall, you know, and then your cords wouldn't be all the way back. They would just be up to that point. You do something like that. Yeah. Or you could do another thing I've done is just one of my bigger consoles that blocks up the whole cube anyway. That's where I'll put the power thing behind it. It's just not as visible. Yeah, I'm going to keep working at it over the next week or two, and hopefully I'll be done with everything by then. Uh, I got to get another cord for the subwoofer. And then the center speaker is not working for some reason. I don't think it's broken, but I just got to poke at it and figure what's going on so you haven't got it you haven't got it fully up and running yet no i got the four i got the the two on the front and then the two speakers in the back and that's what's working right now yeah i don't know uh maybe i'm just bad at setting up surround sound but i've never liked any of the surround sound things that i've heard like all the ones that my mom or my parents had Mm. i thought they all sounded bad like all of it was just like too much background noise and not enough dialogue but maybe that's just how those work I, don't know. I think at this point, it's almost easier just to put headphones on if you're watching a movie because they, right. they simulate that really well. <laughs> right. I mean, actually, that's been my I mean, that's been my favorite way to listen. If I want to listen to the audio of something, I just use Bluetooth and listen to headphones. But I think uh, it, I mean, I haven't I don't have a surround system myself, but all the ones that my parents have, they always sound like shit. I don't know. Maybe they're just not <laughs> set up right. But it's just I always I always had the problem with that where the mixing sounds weird. Where like the music and the sound effects are way louder than the dialogue, and it just never sounds mm. good. So I was just curious <laughs> how, got... how it would end up sounding for you. But you haven't had it all together yet, so you don't know. Not no, not yet. But I've been poking around on the menus on this thing, and you can pretty much adjust everything every which way that you want. So it seems like a pretty good good system. And what else? So, yeah, let's say I'd say I'm about seventy percent done with that. So I'll be up. I'll be done with that pretty soon. But I do. I do have the switch hooked up and working, and I put my. Uh, ethernet cord back in the switch so i got like good internet on the switch now nice that's a that was satisfying to finally do 
other bit of news is I realized when doing all that stuff, hooking all the old systems up, that I have a rare Game Boy Advance, and I'm having trouble trying to identify it. So it's a like kind of lime green Game Boy Advance, and on the back of it, it says Pokemon Center. I thought that maybe when I saw that, I thought maybe it was bought at the Pokemon Center because there are Pokemon Centers in Japan, and maybe that was why it was there. But why would it be? I don't know. Like, would they mark all of their? I don't think. I, I don't know. You wouldn't like mark it there unless it was a specific limited edition one or something. I don't know. I've never seen one like that. Is it? It's not. Yeah. Ba- it's not backlit, right? It's. It's like the old Game Boy Advance that doesn't have a light for the screen. I don't think it is. Unfortunately, yeah. it doesn't work. I put some batteries in there and. And uh, yeah, it doesn't work because I can't tell if it's backlit or not. Oh, that's mm. but it's the old mile. It's not like an SP or something. It's the old model Game Boy Advance, and uh, it says here's the other th- clue. Well, so I got it from my friend who is from Japan, and he gave it to me when he was moving back, and he just like didn't have room for a bunch of stuff to to move back, and so this is one of the things I got from him, and then. It, so I think it is from Japan. And then it also says copyright 2000 Nintendo, not 2001, which is when the Game Boy Advance came out here. Okay. So uh, that I think that's, I think that means it's from Japan. No, I, I figured, I mean, yeah, no, I figured it was. Well, I mean, the Pokemon Center thing. I know they're region free, Center aren't they? Are, are the Game Boy Advances or it's just, the, I think like, just I, the DS? I think they are. You know what? It might be the DS. You might be right. Well, I know, I know the DS is for certain. The 3DS definitely is yeah because i had a i had a japanese game for my ds yeah you ordered that one like legend of mana or something right Mm -hmm. yeah if anybody has any ideas on what this is about i thought it was the celebi one there's like i guess they released a different different pokemon editions of the game boy advance and it's the same color as the celebi one however the celebi one has a picture of celebi on the front and mine has no pictures of pokemon or anything on the front it just says Pokemon Center on the back. No, I mean, it's like an interesting color I haven't seen before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it doesn't have any identifying marks other than the the label below the cartridge port on the back. back. The uh, the Game Boy Advance is region-free, so you can play whatever you want on it. I, oh, I, cool. I looked that up. So It's funny because just as I was listening to this, or as I was excuse me, um, trying to figure out what this was, this Game Boy Advance, I was listening to... Again, the CU podcast, you know, Jeremy also referenced it, mm-hmm. uh, episode 284, where Ian randomly said that his favorite console that he has is his Pokemon Center Game Boy Light. Like twice in the same day, I got a, a reference to the Pokemon Center Game Boy. So uh, Jer- Jeremy has a Jeremy has here. a Game Boy Light. I mean, that that was the backlit original I Game, do have Boy, a Game right? Boy, Light. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like kind of like a, yeah, it was like the next... The like sequel to the Pocket Edition or to the Game Boy Pocket I brought was it Game Boy Light because yeah. I was I wanted to stunt at a when Jeremy Parrish was going to bring the what was that Game Boy game the Faceball or something Faceball yeah yeah, yeah. he was going to bring that we were going to try to hook up like the maximum number of players to it uh, through the leak cables and uh, that ended up not happening but I was like I'm going to bring my Game Boy Light to kind of try to like flex a little bit and then I actually did end up talking to him about it. And, Told him how much I paid for it, and he's like, basically told me I got it for a steal, and I'm happy about it. I mean, the screen's not the greatest, but I was uh, impressed. I was impressed that you had it, just because I had never heard of it before, and then you had it, and I was like, whoa! It's got that cool, yeah. It's got that same kind of light 
to it that uh, the watches that were really popular in the mid nineties with mm-hmm. the backlight, like it's that same sort of like yeah. light technology. I think I, I remember those uh the like comic they had like comic book ads where it's like somebody's light and like like lightning bugs were like trying to mate with it or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think they did that in the in the regular commercials also. Cool. I want to watch the bugs want to fuck. <laughs> it was like oh look at it and it was like. I think they did a similar thing for the Game Boy Advance SP that it had like where there's commercials where you turn it on it like lights up the whole room because it never had a light before and lies all of it never lit up the whole room but you know whatever but that's that's good for you right mm-hmm. yeah my pick of the week is Cruise and Blast of course it's great try that game. it's a great game I'm glad you got to play it no it's a I want the whole world to play Cruise and Blast because it is excellent. I think everybody should play it. I, we, when I was playing it, when we were playing around with the Switch on the job with, uh, with one of my coworkers, I I had him play Cruise and Blast also because he has a he like hasn't played anything since '64, and he like doesn't really know what games to play. You know, he's like, I got a Switch because people like Switches, and I haven't played anything since Nintendo '64. And he saw that I had Cruise and Blast, and he's like, Oh, I have Cruise in USA, and I was like, Well, it's you know, it's like that, but it isn't. But I was like, here. It's not. I was like, here, you, you. I was like, here, you play this. You, you know, you play it. And he's like, oh, this is cool. And I was like, I want to show you my favorite level. And I showed him the Yeti level with the Yetis fighting because I love that level. Because mm. like the one where you like punches through the ground and you go into the mm. and there's the two punching each other in the face. I just love games where you're racing through shit like all this crazy shit happening behind you and cruising does that really really good. All right, well, well, let's let's talk about the news for a while. Here is the news. I promise you, it's the news. There was a Nintendo Life Indie Spotlight that happened. Uh, I, I kind of just like, I didn't listen to it with the sound on, but I listened to it when I, I watched it while I was at work, you know? And uh, there was a few, there were a few stuff. I guess we can kind of just go through and talk about stuff that we were necessarily interested in. Uh, Tori 2, which was the first thing that was shown on here, right? Um, it mm. was in the Hub World presentation. That released yeah. for 99 cents, so I bought that game just because. Oh, it's oh, out already. Yeah. It's ninety nine. I bought it because it's put ninety nine cents, and I, I can't, I can't, I, I can't. You know, I can't say no to ninety nine cents. I'm sorry. And I you think gotta it, support that developer. Well, I think it looks cool. You know, it's old. It's an old school platformer where you're or you're a bird. Kind of looks like a PlayStation One game and low poly. I love low poly and ninety nine cents. You know, you probably have enough gold points to not even pay anything for it. So, it, I do it, actually. It did release right on the day, and I checked the eShop before we started. And I was like, oh shit, there it is. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna get that. So I went for the I went for the ninety nine cent game. Have you played it yet? No, I ju- I just got it. I just got it before we before we started. I did watch this right before uh, we recorded. So I actually not quite what Trey did, but I played it at one point five speed the, the video on YouTube, uh, and it kind of like changed the music of this next game to be like a lot more lively. I mean, it was still kind of the jazz with the saxophone and everything, but I don't know something about speeding up to one point five. I was like, wait a minute, this music like. It's fucking awesome. And I'm like, wait, what does it sound like normal speed? And I went down. I'm like, yeah, it's still good, but kind of like this 1.5. But yeah, uh, Fading Afternoon. So that's like. Oh, Fading Afternoon is my number one it looks game awesome. of the show because yeah, it looks really cool. Fading Afternoon is done by uh, Yeo, the same guy who did a uh, fucking Friends, Friends of, of Friends Michikawa, which is like my one of my favorite games of that year. It and looks really it's cool. It's even more bloody than, than that game ever did. Would you yeah. say so? I mean, it's pretty it, brutal looking. I yeah, think that's yeah. what I. Well, it was uh, well, it. the detail and the animated 16-bit pixel blood. Mm-hmm. It's pretty pretty spectacular. Or, or was it Arrest of the Sto- of a Stone Buddha? Was the other one, which is pretty bloody. Bloody. That was one mm-hmm. where they had where there's a gun in it. But uh, 
Yeah, no, no, I, I follow him on Twitter. I've actually I actually talked to him a few times and asked him to be on the show, but he doesn't speak English, so he couldn't be on. He he said that he would, but he's he's Russian, so he didn't. Uh, he he didn't you know he didn't feel confident being being on the show, but he's actually you know he's res- I've asked him stuff about Ishikawa and stuff like that, and he'll talk right back to you. But it's yeah, uh, uh, by Yeo um, at Shin underscore Yeo is his uh, is his Twitter, but. No, he's cool. Maybe see if he wants to uh, send us a message for uh, our 300th episode. Oh, wait, hold on. Spoilers. We haven't said that yet on the free feed. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, no. Uh, I, I Basically, I've been watching this game get developed for a while, is what I'm saying. For following him on Twitter, I've seen I've seen the, the art of this, and it looks great. Like, it looks... I'm in. I love Ringo. It's awesome, so... I'm very excited. It, one thing I did notice from a lot of this stuff from uh, the Nintendo Life is I think it's all coming out in 2022. So aside from Tori, so mm. it's not really something happening soon. But another one that I really really want that is also coming out in 2022 is Exophobia, another uh, pixel shooter game. First person shooter, yep. Yeah, which I love first person shooter pixel games. So I'll buy that, but not till next year. So, wham. I was hoping it was coming out on the day, but I was interested in Die by the Blade, which is like a weapons based fighting game, sort of like Bushido Blade, where one hit kills are possible. Oh, yeah, yeah. Cool. No, I remember that one. Yeah, that, yeah, that one looked cool too. Yeah, where it's kind of like about blocking, but if you actually get hurt, mm-hmm. it's not, you're not like working down, a, you're not, mm-hmm. you're not, you're not working down your um, health bar. It's more like, yeah, you can actually take a part of somebody's whatever off. So, yeah, right. that Bushido Blade game was really cool. And it's kind of funny because I like, I was like, I got to watch this presentation, you know, to get ready for the show. So I threw it on. I was watching it. I'm like, this game reminds me of something. And I'm like starting to like Google, like, what's this game? Like, what's that one hit game that I used to play on the PS1 with my friends? Like, because we loved that game. I always and, wanted uh, to play that game. I, like, I never got to, though. Then I go to the notes and it's already written here. Bushido Blade. So I'm like, oh, OK, well, I should just look read the notes. Bushido Blade was cool. I think that I'm interested in this game. Yeah, I always wanted. I've to got try six months Bushido to save for it. <laughs> yeah, it comes out April 2022. It is probably mm-hmm. it's probably not going to be that expensive. I don't think. Next was Shovel Knight Pocket Dungeon, the puzzle game, which we've seen in other presentations, and people are familiar with that. I think. Yeah, I'm surprised that game isn't actually out yet because I feel like we've seen it on a lot of different things. After that was the Captain, a point and click adventure. It's got visuals like Super Brothers Sword and Sorcery. And that one's coming in 2022. Do you guys think anything of that one? I have. I actually have Super Brothers on. I think I have it on my phone and I my old I iPad or Mac. whatever. It was a. It was one of those games that people were like for the longest time. They're like, this is the best, you know, cell phone game there is. Blah blah blah. I never beat it, yeah. but it's people liked it. it. I, the soundtrack's great. I mean, I, I like the. Is art. this the I one like the that was? Is this the one that was like? Uh, where you have like a big influence over the story based on your actions. I don't know. I never I think beat so. it. I never I never beat it. It was just uh I honestly couldn't figure out how to play it really. But uh I know that there was um there was a game on PlayStation three that was a rhythm game that had this in in it as like a cameo. It had the Super Brothers one. So I don't know. But but people loved it. Oh, not next the one. captain. Not the cat the one before. I want to get this next one, No Longer Human. That's the action <laughs> game that's a psychedelic cyber goth. It, it, it's, uh, it, I, I kind of laughed when I saw this one just because we were having that conversation last week about why do these games have to tell you your level of humanness? Because we, cause we had just talked about that, that, <laughs> other, 
That other true. human game that was coming to Switch <laughs> on uh, on on cloud, where it's like why? Because and we were thinking it was like too human or like another human game, and right. yeah, it's like what's, what's with the, why does it all why does it all have to be about human? But this was interesting because they actually warned you before the trailer that there was going to be flashing lights, and boy, were there! It's like, very it's very flashy. Yeah, yeah. I'm very uh, interested in this one mainly for the too. visuals. Yeah, I've never seen a game look like this before. It looks cool. Yeah, it's very like it's like minimalist almost. It's like a it's like a black background a with some uh, yeah. some like white uh, art on top of it, and yeah, yeah, it's interesting. But to me, not yeah. as interesting as the next one. The one more thing of this presentation was Dawn of the Monsters. Yeah, which uh, Kaiju looks beat like up developed by Way Forward. Yeah, well, Way Forward number one is great. Uh, looks like a fucking Godzilla movie, so cool. Or looks like a Godzilla mm-hmm. game. And yeah, I thought it looked awesome. I love. I mean, yeah, I'm into that. I've, uh, it's like destroy all monsters, right? A little bit. Yep. Destroy all monsters melee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. With visuals inspired by Mike Mignola, as stated in the trailer. Yeah, who uh, created uh, Hellboy? For anybody who doesn't mm-hmm. know who that is. Okay. Yeah, the Hellboy art is incredible. It always has been. So yeah, Mike Mignola is awesome. So yeah. So yeah, there was a lot of really cool stuff in there, but it's a uh, yeah, a lot of it was like, oh, not yet. The exophobia was actually the first person shooter one was shown on another thing too. And I was like, Oh, I'll get that. And it was like, no later. And then now they delayed it again until next year. So I'll get it whenever it comes out. But um, yeah, shovel Knight looks interesting to me, but it's got a very mobile game look to it. That I, that doesn't mean I'm, I'm ruling it out yet, but it just kind of feels more like something maybe I'd want to play on my cell phone. Sure. <laughs> well, there, there, there are actually some pretty big news stuff that we should talk. Let's just get through this and see where we're at. But, uh, the final, the final uh, Super Smash Brothers character was unveiled from Sakurai uh, a day or two ago. People finally got their fucking wish. I, I thought about having a Smashing Theory on tonight just because of this, but I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna have. I think we're gonna gonna try to get him on later when the character's actually available. But Sora from Kingdom Hearts is now available on. Well, not now available, but was the last un. You know, the last reveal of the Smash Brothers characters. And I don't know if you watched that whole thing, but I I, didn't, I watched it in pieces, but I eventually watched through the whole thing with Sakurai and all that. And it was kind of bittersweet towards the end because they showed like all of these things that Smash Brothers has done like over like these years. And like, it's like, well, there's like, a, there's like a, like 1200 songs on here and there's all these fucking levels and there's all this shit and all, and there's like appearances from like 5,000 different characters from different games. And, and they go through like all the different numbers of all the shit that they've done. And I'm just saying, salute that fucking guy. Like, uh, you can't, yeah. you can never say that Smash Brothers was being lazy in any sort of way because they just fucking, it's it's just amazing how much support they bought to brought to it, and yeah, they you had to buy for new fighters passes, but fuck, they like fuck. I don't know. I felt like they fucking nailed, knocked it out of the park yep. big time on that stuff. And if it was there's ever an argument for biggest game of all time. Yeah, <laughs> this game certainly deserves Smash a spot Brothers. On that list. Yeah. Oh yes. yeah, they definitely. It's one of those, and and I wanted to have a conversation. We'll do this in a future episode, but I want to have a conversation with Smashing Theory about like the end of smash like is this the end of smash brothers you know is this the end of i mean i'm sure they're going to keep doing the spirit events and all that stuff which i don't really play any of those but they they seem pretty adamant about saying like this is the end this is the final smash brothers character we are done here and the video sakurai needs a nap yeah (laughs) well he needs he needs to get he needs to get going on uh working on uh bringing um kid icarus uprising to switch you know all that stuff and the new kirby stuff 
or or what, yeah, whatever else. Let the man but, do something else. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it was the, the video I thought was done really well. There's a lot of really cool stuff in there. Uh, Doom Guy is kind of in Switch now, so all the people who wanted uh, Doom Guy to be in there, Doom Guy got revealed as a me costume. So you can play as the gunner, me as Doom, as the Doom Guy. Which honestly, I never fucking wanted the Doom Guy in Switch, in the game, and I like Doom a lot. But I was like, I he's not a Smash Brothers character, you know, whatever. But I think yeah. they. I think putting them in, putting that character in there as a me character, is probably the best justice you could do to a Doom character. So I mean, it's like this is as good as it's gonna be. Like it wouldn't be any better. It's like if they Geno made its all over thing, again, you know? Oh yeah. So, but it was cool. That was in there. They added some more Splatoon characters, like some squid, some squid characters in there as well. Um, that that was in there. I thought the trailer, I thought the like reveal trailer was pretty good because when I put it on, I was like, all right, I'm at least gonna watch the reveal trailer to see like how they're how they're gonna put Sora in there. And I did kind of it did kind of spoil it because I didn't know that it was on yet. And I looked at our Slack, and it went straight to like Sora's new character, and I was like, oh shit, well there it is, because I wanted the video to tell me, but. I don't know. I haven't played any of the Kingdom Hearts. Did we Hearts talk games. about it on Slack? I don't remember talking about it on Slack. No, it was it was in the Nintendo Direct, uh, our Nintendo Direct Slack. Somebody posted oh, the video and it said Sora, new character. Oh, that must have been yeah. John. But uh, so, yep. but yeah, uh, what I thought was really cool from the video is Sakurai talks about how do you remember like a long time ago in the Wii U Smash Brothers where they put out that poll to ask what everybody's what everybody wanted to be a Smash Brothers character and everybody voted on it. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. Well, the number yeah. one requested character was fucking Sora, and he said that yeah, they didn't it that it, they didn't they didn't want to say it because they didn't want to like create a whole thing about it to make people thinking that Sora was going to be in there and all that shit. So he's like, "We never said anything about it until now, and now we can finally reveal it because now he's in the, finally in the fucking game." So I just thought that was interesting. There was there was a lot of, there was a lot of really cool stuff that he that he talked about there. So it's worth watching, even if you don't really care about the character that much. And I don't know if I'll even buy it, but it was interesting because along with that, they also announced that they're putting 10 Kingdom Hearts games on Switch. So they're basically putting every fucking Kingdom Hearts game that's ever existed, I guess, in some form or another as a cloud game on Switch. And you can buy them all separately, but you can also buy them as one thing with the entire saga of whatever the fuck you want to call it. A ridiculousness, you know, an un- ununderstandableness. I don't know. So, yeah, I, I found that really interesting, and it's it, it didn't like happen while they were filming because in the video, Sakura is like, "Oh, somebody told me that Kingdom Hearts is coming to Switch." So there you go, you can learn about it, and it's funny because he talks about like he he's like, "Well, you can play him," and he and he says something along the lines of like, "If you're planning on doing it, be prepared to." He said, like, they're very substantial. Like, it's funny. He kind of, you know, the way, like, Sakurai talks, he's kind of like, he's just basically telling anybody if they're going to try to do it, you have to dedicate a lot of time to it. And so be ready for that. And he had some good ones. He he also, he showed the, uh, he didn't show them physically, but they did talk about the Minecraft, the Minecraft amiibo of uh, Steve and Alex. And he's like, here it is. It looks like Steve. I couldn't make it any more like Steve. And he's like, here's Alex. This is Alex, who very much looks like Alex. And he's making jokes about it. And you can hear, like, canned laughter in the background and all that. I'm saying watch it. It's hilarious. It's a good thing. And it's very it's very bittersweet because he thanks everybody for all the all the effort they've done with all the remixed music and the orchestra and all that shit. 
It was very. It was almost like a goodbye to Smash Brothers. I thought. I thought it was done really well. But I mean, do you guys care about seeing Sora in there at all? I know Jeremy nope. doesn't play Smash Brothers anymore. I don't think John does either. But I don't care about Kingdom Hearts either. So yeah, like, yeah, me either. I was. Uh, I o- I own the original Kingdom Hearts on PlayStation Two, but I bought it in the last couple of years, like at disc replay. But I do own it. Guess when? Uh, guess when Kingdom Hearts came out? Twenty years ago. Two thousand four. Two thousand two, motherfucker. That's <laughs> another game. Okay. For one of the for the greatest year of all time, no, yeah, because it it was the reason this was announced was it was announced like on the twentieth anniversary, I guess, of Kingdom Hearts was when they said that they were doing this full version on Switch. But I, I put it on Slack, and basically how I feel is when it, there's no release dates for any of these, um, maybe if it comes out and there's nothing else I'm playing, I might try the first one. Maybe that's a big, big maybe, you know, because I never really cared, but. That's how I feel. But I mean, but people fucking love it. Like like I said, everybody wanted Sora. So the Smash Brothers community, like I saw so many posts that people were like, I can't fucking believe it. I can't fucking believe it. We finally, you know, we finally got the announcement of Sora. So there you go. This is some people's like Mario Bros. Like this is what they wanted. This is like those, this is like us, like how you sit around and ask for a new F-Zero game. Like this is like, or like the people that waited for a new Metroid game and all that stuff. Like that's a lot of it. People just fucking waiting for Sora to be in Smash, and there it is. And I don't think uh, I don't think Sora's uh, officially coming out until October eighteenth. So, and of course, all the me stuff will be with that as well. So that'll be when that officially drops. Who knows? I might be interested in it then. Then I might not. I, I didn't get as many of the second fighter one. Like I, I skipped I skipped Sephiroth, and I skipped Steve. Um, and I and I might skip this guy too. I don't know. But yeah, because I don't really care. <laughs> I don't really care about Minecraft or, or Final Fantasy Seven. I think that I don't think that Smash is on my Switch right now. I think I deleted it again. I, I re-downloaded it because of because uh, of the gig card, Sora. and I could re-download everything, even stuff I don't play. So that may give me give me a reason to to boot it up again and try to try to fuck around with the guy. But it, one thing I think that kind of intrigued me on it is that. Um, Sora can cast spells from Final Fantasy, so you can cast like Blazaga and like Faraga and Thundaga and stuff like that. So that intrigued me because it reminded me of Final Fantasy. So I guess that's in the game, and that made me kind of want to play it just to see the Final Fantasy similarities and all that shit. So, and I know Tidus is in there from Final Fantasy X in the first one, I think. What's ball? And some of those, and some of those uh, Disney worlds that are in there are kind of cool. Like at least like the. Nightmare, the Nightmare Before Christmas one looked neat. But uh, there was another kind of big thing that got announced um, at, at playing off of the Nintendo Direct that we talked about. But the Smash, not Smash, the, the Animal Crossing Direct is going to happen next Friday, October 15th. And it's going to be a 20 minute presentation that's happening at what, 9 o'clock Central? So I'm really interested in that and seeing what happens with that. So 20 minutes is hopefully it's not just going to be furniture, you know? And maybe more than just the the roost or whatever it's called, right? The roost, the the yeah. coffee thing. It's a coffee shop in the museum, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that's so that's what's happening with that. So I'm interested to see that. Also, I mean, if uh, it brings me back to Animal Crossing, I'll be extremely impressed. Even if it's just the roost, I'll still come back and play it. You know, just because I really like that game. I really like that game for 500 hours. So why not throw a couple more hours in there? You know, go go crush some roaches. 
I sure love doing that. Uh, Mario Golf got an update for for this month. Uh, there's some different toad colors in there. That's the new uh, unlockable thing on the ranked mode. I haven't played it at all yet, but I will just to get just to get another thing because I like I like playing the online ranked stuff on that. So that's pretty cool. Tetris 99 has an event this weekend as well. Uh, bringing Monster Hunter in there finally, which is interesting. Wow! Like a, like because a non- it's coming to PC. Well, I mean, it's a non Nintendo. I feel like all the Tetris stuff was all straight up Nintendo, right? Like this is the first like yeah. third party thing. So I mean, I'm definitely I I gotta play it. I love Monster Hunter, so or at least I did for a few months. I haven't played it in a while, but I put a hundred plus hours on there. So whatever. There's also uh, IGN had an anniversary last week. We forgot to mention what did on the 29th IGN. They came out on the same day as the N64, uh, September right. 29th. 1996. Mm-hmm. So 25 so used years. used to just be a N64. N64.com was the first time I discovered them. And they changed it later to IGN64. IGN64. Yeah, I remember that. Yep. So. Yeah, me too. Same way. I got my new system. I want to look up something about it. N64.com. Oop. Not owned by Nintendo. Okay, who are these guys? Yeah. 25 years later, still checking them out. Let's say 25 years 25 later. 25 years later, they, they're a great job to have used to have had. <laughs> yeah right well 25 <laughs> years later we have a few friends a couple friends that worked for them or well uh, did work and are working so i was gonna say 25 years later they don't cover nintendo <laughs> as much as they did but back then i feel like it's really hard to find nintendo related stuff definitely on their youtube but now it's everything they're covering fucking anything it's like mm. some guy said a thing to some guy on this corner of a street and we'll cover that lots of esports and stuff like well, at least like as far as yeah, because I, I, I don't, yeah, I don't really follow them that much. I've, I've become particular on the on the uh, Nintendo voice chat. I only listen to it when I have friends on there, <laughs> or well, mostly if Cat Bailey's on there or anybody that I know mm-hmm. is on there. Let's see. Universal Studios Japan has announced that they are partnering with the Pokemon Company to bring Pokemon to the park. So does that mean that means that it's going to be? Is it going to be part of the Nintendo World then? Because that's part of Universal so. Studios. Yeah, so they're they're building that shit. They're building their own Smash Brothers in the in Universal Studios there. So they're gonna. I guess yeah, unless the Pokemon thing's its own. Is Universal Studios just gonna become a Nintendo World, like in general? Well, when I saw the, the only reason I would go there. Well, I was saying uh, when uh, yeah, when they had the Pokemon thing, that's got to be part of Nintendo World, right? Or at least close to it, I would think. I'm sure. Maybe next door. Yeah. So that's yeah. I was like, all right, there you go. You have to go through a Game Boy shaped door. Hopefully, you get a little like ball to because 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 you can like because there's stuff you can go and scan mm-hmm. right in the Nintendo one like maybe something like that with the Pokeball and you can collect stuff where you, you see them and you collect them. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. That would be cool. I would go if I was already there for other reasons. <laughs> yeah, right. So uh, another game, another game got announced that another game that I wanted to play before, but now it's coming to Switch is a uh, Boyness Blob, the Wii game, which I never had that game. But I always wanted to play it because it looked really... I liked the way it was done. Like the art and the animation I thought looked really, really good on it. Yeah, it looked really pretty. Yep. Did I had it? that game. And I had the original on NES and I have this one too. And uh, I think I put probably a good 10 hours into this one. It got lost in the shuffle, but you know, I, I got played other stuff. But uh, yeah, this inspires me to dig it out and put it back in. It, it was. A, I think it was one of those games that I saw like cheap at a lot of places and i just never mm-hmm. bought it for whatever reason but i really like the art of it and if it's you know it's 
I don't it's I don't expect it to be too expensive being re-released on Switch. There's no price for it yet, but I'm intrigued by it. And it was a way it was like a very early way forward game, like probably one of the first times I ever heard the name way forward. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty cool. I actually have the autograph of the guy who made the original boy and his blob. David Crane. David, David Crane, yep. I have his autograph on my copy of Pitfall and Freeway, which I got him to sign at. Port, Portland Retro Gaming Classic in 2017. So four years ago. But yeah, I we actually had Boy as Blob on the original NES version back in the day. I think we just found it at the pawn shop. And uh, yeah, that game was so weird. But so it cool. really feels like it should have been a PC game, but it was on the NES. Mm-hmm. I never, I never played the NES one. I don't know how I they ne- give never you, played they it. Give never you, saw it. They give you this huge loaded inventory to start out, right. and you're just like, "What is going on?" So we bought just the cartridge, obviously. So we didn't have any sort of like reference to be like, "Okay, well, I've got 32 types of jelly beans. I don't know if it's that many, but like, I have all these different jelly beans, and I'm just walking around like, what do I do?'" And eventually we started to figure out a little bit, but I don't think we made much progress. Yeah, I didn't get too far. It was difficult. It was a little bit obtuse. Uh, it's like it's an interesting game to watch uh, speed runs of. I've watched a few just because I was curious. I'm talking about the original NES version. Now, the Wii version, obviously, they souped it up a little bit. So I am interested in trying that out. I think one thing... Uh... I could talk about for a second because we didn't really talk about any of the stuff that's been released, but we've kind of already talked about all of them, like the stuff for the week, like Super Monkey Ball, Banana Mania, Metroid Dread, Tetris Effect, um, Tori. But I just realized that Marvel Super Heroes, which was like my favorite Lego game, the Lego Marvel Super Heroes is coming out this week. That kind of makes me intrigued. Also, I've been watching, uh, trying to find a lot of stuff on Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl because that's supposed to be really good. The the uh, Smash Brothers knockoff. It's kind of the worst time to release, like right after the announcement of of uh, Sora being in Smash mm-hmm. Brothers. But it just uh, I don't know. It it intrigued me because of like you know April being playable in there and like Ren and Stimpy and uh, and like uh, all those and all and those turtles, people yeah. and all that stuff. Well, yeah. And there's only two. I think it's just like Raphael and Leonardo. But it just I mean it looks good and I can't find a review of it like for the life of me anywhere. So. Why don't we, let's just mention the Grand Theft Auto thing and then we'll go. Sure. Yeah. Grand Theft Auto, more uh, news to suggest that that is actually coming, which is that um, it was rated in Korea. I think that once it gets a rating somewhere, there's a good chance that it's going to happen because we had the same thing happen with the Castlevania collection, the advanced collection, because that got a rating right before the Nintendo Direct. So. I mean, I would put money on it being a thing. You know, I think it's something that's really going to happen. So there you go. And speaking of uh, the Castlevania collection, though, maybe we should mention that Konami's talking about actually bringing back, like not just making pachinko machines, like maybe they will do some video games. So they're supposedly looking to revive Metal Gear, Castlevania, and Silent Hill. I think mainly like the do remakes of them is kind of what they're talking about. Well, there was a. So they're actually. Go ahead. I was just say there was an actual there was an article that happened before this one where Konami was saying that they didn't want to make a new Castlevania game because they didn't think there was enough interest in it. But it's yeah. funny because if you look at like the best like the most downloaded games on the Switch right now in the eShop, 
the Castlevania Advance Collection and the old regular Castlevania Collection are in the top five. So I'm like, yeah. what do you mean fucking interest in Castlevania? Like, everybody's fucking buying your Castlevania collections. Are you fucking idiot? Also, yeah, just but, great but, PR guys yeah. saying nobody's interested in Castlevania as you're yeah. releasing a Castlevania game. Oh, oh that wow. should be Who wants yeah. that? I just thought it was funny that they were saying that, oh, they like they don't know if anybody wants one, and they released it, and it's like it's been in the top five for ever since and it's it so released, good. and and it's like and and but then this article came out after that, it would be like, well, maybe we should, maybe we should do another Castlevania. I'm like, you guys are dumb. You guys are really so they're straight dumb. up, uh, yeah. They're straight up doing a competition, getting the indie vet, getting indie devs. Basically, like, how about you do the heavy lifting? Yeah. We're gonna I like about those kind of contests, like. I've seen design <laughs> contests in other industries, and you know, we got to. This is a good opportunity for you. It's but like it's the Nike like, swoosh. Well, it's yeah. like, well, it's or what? Didn't they do that for like a um? What's with that fucking terrible band that everybody like? Limp Bizkit. Didn't Biz- Limp Bizkit do that where like you had to try out for them, but any sort of music that you played, they would automatically own. Like whatever, whatever you played Sounds to like try out as a as a band member. Yeah, it was like it was ridiculous. It's kind of funny because they're like they're having another resurgence right now. So funny. You bring them up. I hear they're doing the music for the new Castlevania game. That's going to be no, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, never. Yeah, no. It, yeah. They were going to do a contest, which, uh, yeah, which winner scores 2 million yen, which is only $18,000. But I mean, it's, yeah. And all the losers score, um, wasted time and, uh, a game with IP that they can't use. So. Well, what 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 they yeah. should what they should do is one with a character that looks like a Belmont but isn't actually a Belmont. So if you win the contest, then they can like, you know, sprite swap or like make it look like whatever they want to, and you can still release your Castlevania looking game anyway because there's a million of those that release all the time on Switch anyway. So I think you'll be okay. Mm-hmm. Just change your character to look like not like them enough to not get sued and then you can sell it as a metroidvania and you'll be good so expect 60 more of those in about a year and a half or so i expect 60 more next week i mean it's, <laughs> or at least like in the next three weeks but that's but that's how it is you know but at least we got the original the original of the of the, I mean, of the I metroidvania w- coming i'd love to see metal gear solid on the the switch you know metal like gear. that kind of means that so just looking at these old franchises Silent Hill, don't care as much about. I would, I would like to see. I mean, I would like to see the Metal Gear Solid collection on there. It could easily run. It was a PlayStation Three game, you know, where they had all of them up to four. Mm-hmm. You know, that'd be great. But I guess they just didn't care anymore. And I, I don't know. I thought it was really weird that they didn't bring that on there. But Konami is a weird company, I guess. Very weird, and that's why I also wonder if like the reason they're doing the indie competition is because they don't have many people on staff to make video games anymore. They're all focused on other ventures on the pachinko stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, one major thing they left out of games they wanted, they should revive is, uh, the Goemon games. Like, why are they not in there? (laughs) That's what I want from, that's true from Konami is some fucking Goemons. At least, uh, at least put the Japanese ones on the Japanese, uh, super Nintendo thing. Cause you really don't need to know what to, you know, you don't. You can still play them without without knowing Japanese. I know I have them, so there you go. But I think I think that's uh, I think that's enough to talk about on this one. Let's uh, give it a put a knife in it right here, stab it in the stomach at the, uh, the end of this episode. 
Um, thanks everybody for listening to us. That's been episode 291. And if you like listening to us and you want to hear more of us, go to patreon.com slash podcast and listen to our super secretive members only episodes where you can listen to us talk about the best year in video gaming. And the one that we just did, we talked about uh, hidden gems that we wanted to be included in the new Nintendo Switch Online expansion pack. So I thought that was a lot of fun. And inspired me to want to play a lot more. Well, basically wanted me, made me want to play some 64 games that I haven't played in a while. So it makes me even more excited about the expansion pack, whenever that'll happen. That'll be another direct that they'll probably show off at some point. But yeah, drop us a dollar. You can listen to over 30. It's probably close to 50 now of our bonus episodes that are on there behind a paywall. So you can listen to secret stuff and you can support the show and all that. It's like, it's like buying us a really, really cheap cup of coffee there. For just the price of one cup of coffee a month, you could support these poor children. <laughs> I mean, we're not trying the price to... price of yeah. a McChicken sandwich, right? <laughs> <laughs> and if you want to follow us on social media, uh, I'm at Nintendo underscore domain and Jeremy's at jmaxstack. Uh, you can find us on like Facebook and all those other things when, you know, when they're not shut down and all that stuff. You can find us on there. Also, nintendomainpodcast.com and uh, youtube.com slash nintendomainpodcast as well. You can find all sorts of videos that we put up there about games and, sh- and shit like that. Also, I do streams when I can at twitch.tv slash nintendomainpodcast. I just did a stream of uh, Other M, so you can watch that on there. If you want to watch me play that for a couple hours, you can check that out on there. But we've been your hosts. I'm Trey Johnson. I'm Jerry Mikowski. John Litter. And thanks everybody for listening. We'll see you next week. See ya. This week on Nintendo Recording Main. Recording in progress. Sorry. This week on Nintendo Main, this lady. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, thankfully we don't put anybody through that so they don't have to hear. Except for like the outtakes at the end. <laughs>